What's up, everybody? Good evening. Yep. If you're in the States, good morning. If you're in Europe, and I have no idea where you're in China, what time zone is right there. Um, we got a good host of panel today. We'll introduce first the godfather of fucking smokes himself, Nart. Hello, I am Scuff Nate King. Hi, everybody. This time I'll pronounce his name correctly. It's Fi. Yeah, you got me. Hey, give me a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got. Took, that only took it two episodes, but God yeah. I'm right, man. I'm a little sober, so we're all good. Uh, we have Anthran. Ah! Uh, yeah. him, make, him making some generic sex sounds, but it's all good. <laughs> we got Yumi. I'm I'm not supposed to react to this, am I? So. You can react to anything you want. Yeah. And we got CS Pro himself, Mobs. So, so everyone. We're gonna first start off with the obvious. Cologne. It's a piece of makeup. Where do you want to start? You want to start the playoffs or you want to start the finals? We're going to start with the Wikipedia page on what cologne is. It's a a fragrance. No. Sorry. Sorry. Fragrance. Fragrance, yes. We're talking about, we'll start off the playoffs. We'll go in the quarterfinals first. Okay. Before we begin begin this, Mobs, where are you right now? I'm at my girlfriend's house. Uh, like where, where, wh- like what part of the world? Uh-huh. I don't know. It's, it's Guatemala. Like... I'm in Guatemala. Nice. Guatemala. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back home. Back home. Back home. Back yeah. Home. How's, the we- how's the weather? <laughs> um, right now, it's cool. Fuck. Robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, right, we're gonna start. We wanna start with um. Yeah, we can start uh, with Mouse Astralis. I'll pull it up yeah, here. I mean, going into this uh, match here, you know, both teams were pretty even and like they're both in like the same like situation where they're both struggling. And then uh, the game was probably like 50 50. Um, let's see. Let's look at the it went two to one in favor of Astralis with uh, both teams winning their map choice of Mirage by Mouse, Nuke, Astralis, and then uh, Ancient 16 12 Astralis. It came down. Pretty close. Um, does uh, did you guys watch the game? I did. I watched the game. I watched I a game two and three. I didn't watch the first. I game. just, I just have my opinion on the game as a whole, and that is, I'm not sure neither team really deserved to be there. That's my that humble was- opinion. That's my incendiary opinion. I don't know. I, I looked I, when I was watching that game. I felt like just being there meant more than actually winning it. Because if we're yeah. keeping it real, like whoever won that match was kind of just going on to get their shit kicked <laughs> in by Navi. Like it Best. wasn't going further. So, eh. And Miles also choked and threw hard CT side. So. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. the idea that like Miles um, had to beat an IP who I think people had a lot of excitement for mm. coming into it, and then you had uh, who did. Uh, Mouse Force beat, Astralis had to uh, beat Cloud9 as well. To, I mean, yeah. the, Cloud9 was just like a shell of themselves, I think, going into that event, honestly. Mouse and had Mouse, a great run. Yeah, they had a great run. They beat Heroic. They beat yeah, Vitality. Mouse's run they was took, actually They took insane. a map off Na'Vi, in, uh, too, so... Yeah, to beat Vitality as well, which I think yeah, people Heroic. were really surprised that they didn't make mm-hmm. it through Heroic, the playoffs. Vitality, so. Nip. That's a, that's a hell of a run. Yeah, that... Uh, okay, I'm not... I'll give it up to Mouse. Yeah, they they got yeah. they got it there. On the other hand, Astralis had to be probably a yeah, very weak one... Furia. I think a Cloud Nine that was definitely a shell of themselves. Kind of looking at their form across other matchups in that event. Yeah, and then they got their shit kicked in by Phase and Navi. So like they it wasn't really okay. I, they came close, 
Well, it's phase and a little like, close with Navi, Kingdom but Phase had that map like in control. They didn't have mm -hmm. like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They were never they, yeah, they were never they were never gonna lose that. Yeah. I, I think the important thing to note with with at least Mao's at the very least is that I think this is while people are gonna look back at the older version of, of Mao's and think like, oh Dexter had better pieces like Acor and Rops and he still couldn't make it work and now he's making it work with like younger players or less experienced players. I, I don't think that those old stars actually gave like their best for, for Dexter as an in-game leader because it's his first time in calling in, in the European version of Counter-Strike. He doesn't really have the same sort of pull or I guess reputation to leverage against the these star players or even these players that realistically are just better uh, mechanically than he is. But now he has like, as much as I, I don't even believe that much in the JDC side of this this project. But at least he has players that are like moldable, or I think will have less of an ego to challenge what he's calling in these mid round moments. Because I think when it comes down to it, when you you have like Bemis and, and Frozen, they have they've they have the individual capacity to succeed. So does so does Torzi as well. Um, so I think when it when it comes down to it, this mouse, it's a good look for them. You know, being in the quarterfinals in the first place, they they didn't. I don't think we expected them to go much further. But uh, overall, I think. We're, we're satisfied with them even putting up a fight against Astralis, who I think, for all intents and purposes, have the better firepower. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. I think a big problem with Miles is that they expect Bemis to be a star, and he's kind of, like, not. So, I think, I think that's, like, a big issue with them right now. There's not enough star power. Like, you've got Frozen, obviously, right? Then you've got everybody else who picks up pieces every now and then, but there isn't, I feel, other than Frozen, somebody consistently putting in the work enough for Miles to find that success that they need. Mm. And I think Mobs. that's also what happened in, like, on the stage. Like, if you saw versus Astralis, especially in that last map, Bemis didn't do anything. Like, yeah. Mobs is the solution. There you go. Done. Free. Star player right here. Yeah. Do you, any any thoughts on like the the mouse stuff that's been going on? Uh, Mal, um, like, were you watching any of them? Uh, being honest, I've been like kind of offline of those. Like, yeah. um, I didn't even watch the event. Being honest, so <laughs> you gotta get a, you gotta freaking decompress some CS:GO. I understand that. Anyway, you play it so much, you hate break. it. I get it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> something too. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you guys what do you guys think about um, Blame F calling? Mirage instead of Glaive. Going back from complexity, you know, uh, that was their best map, and Blame yep. F was IGing there. And then during that time, Astral's permaban was Mirage. So Glaive, Glaive I, gave the reign over to Blame to call Mirage. I wouldn't I even be surprised if that's what they could do going forward. Like, I feel like Astralis was always one of those teams that was innovating things. Uh, I just think it's, it's simply like, first off, Glaive has a kid. Blame F doesn't have those commitments. So we understood that to a certain degree, Blame would have this secondary in-game leading responsibility, even outside of maps like Mirage. Like mm -hmm. Blame has always been, I think, from, from an optics point of view, a very hard worker. So if, if there's any slack that needs to be picked up, he's going to pick it up. And if that is going to be the expansion to the map pool and they are going to pick into Mirage, it makes sense. Like it means that Glaive doesn't have to feel uncomfortable almost always divvying up responsibilities to Blame F consistently. Instead, just let him have first call and if if there's a roadblock that blame runs into then glaive can be that secondary i, I think that just shows that there's at least a, a good amount of trust between these two in-game leaders that are trying to share the reins to a certain degree because blame has stepped out of the spotlight in that degree like he's he's given up that, that responsibility yeah i agree with you there yumi uh blame f went on like i can't remember what i was watching like during his interviews where he would 
say he would put in a lot of time watching demos alongside his coach Kita. So yeah. Wait, so this guy was calling only Mirage right now. Yeah, only Mirage at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like, you think that means he's gonna start like, taking it over. I don't think that's good. Ooh. Like, I don't know. Like, they're used to Glaive's way of playing, you know, like calling. And then Mirage just started playing on Blame's style of calling. It's just like weird, I think. Are you going with like the, with, like, the mindset that, like, they're calling yeah. IGLing? It's going to kind of impact all the other maps? Yeah, I think that too. That's what I have a feeling like, for. Yeah. Also, I want to drop this in the main chat to show what. You know, blame F's Mirage calling looks like. Uh, here's a picture of the stats, which is just if it doesn't scream happy, then I don't know what a, uh, a happy the French rating. Yeah, um, you know, just also I swear people on Twitter are like going absolutely insane, like blame F insane opening kill rating, and uh, like the eye test says everything against that though. Like, it feels like I've seen it. It's just like he goes aggro on the Ecos, and when, you know, when M4A4 is sounds, he's never there. He's like, he's just gone. That's what I, That's I wouldn't what prefer I to call it the eye test. I'd prefer to call it the I just look at HLTV stats test. So that's the okay. best way you should put it. But I, I don't like, I mean, you're, you are right. The numbers don't lie. I, I could. I don't think anybody was going to like questioning whether Blame F is the problem with Astralis or not. I think the more big issue with Astralis is again kind of the same thing with Mouse. There's just nobody else there. Like you've got Zip, who nobody hates him, but if we're speaking realistically here, he shouldn't be there. Um, you've got Glaive, who I feel like is soon just going to be another one of the old heads just filling a spot. Other than that, there's something to be had there in the core. But I, I do think you need to revamp that roster a little bit if you want to, like, start bringing back the success they had before and if you want to make a reason to think that Astralis are going to be contenders again. Yeah, yeah so... Think, oh, go ahead, Yumi. Sorry, I just think a good a good move could be even just the fact that, like, Refresh is removed from Heroic. Like, if if not for the fact that Zip had signed this long mm. deal with Astralis, if they were comfortable making that move, like, you can move Blame and, and keep Blame in this sort of lurk people would say baiting sort of role that he has um and you could actually make the the, the roster more aggressive like i think that would have been the move that astralis should have been aiming to do prior to the the zip signing so that that could be an, a way to elevate i suppose i actually like what you said your suggestion on that move because astralis need an entry fragger right right now they're um they're using zipex and glaive to entry so they don't really have like a dedicated entry fragger like a player that's known to entry mm -hmm. uh what i was gonna say is uh regarding uh anthrin your your case on like um the consistent fraggers yeah blame f has been very consistent ever since he's joined config when he first joined he had that amazing blast event in copenhagen uh ever since he's fallen off and then actually this event he played really well and then the the problem with astralis is is, is they need that third fragger right so Maybe. Especially considering I feel like your opera's not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Farley ain't it. Farley ain't it. Maybe Device well, comes back, so... It, it's crazy, because Farley, prior to joining Astralis, actually looked yep. pretty good. Like, he was playing a lot more confidently, and it wasn't always that way. Like, when he was playing with the, the Godsent guys, mm -hmm. you could tell he was playing, like, fourth man, third man in on, on takes. He wasn't really going for picks a lot. And then 
that they felt like there was like this culture shift just after they um, started to suggest that they were going to remove Crystal. Um, but that confidence that he built up with the Godsend guys feels like it's just deteriorated. Like maybe he doesn't feel like he can voice uh, a, an action that he wants to suggest for Glaive or 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 blame whoever's calling at the mm. moment um, to make those moves. Like maybe he just doesn't feel like he has the the same kind of pull that he did with with the Godsend guys because they. Could, with when you consider the context, like they built up that that Godsent roster kind of from the ground up, from like Smash to uh, I don't know. Crystal went through Godsend, many different iterations FPX. of the yeah. They went from Godsent to then FPX, but just as they were with Crystal. So yeah, there's there's a lot of I think it's it is a mentality thing with Farley. Unfortunately, I think he's in his own head about like his abilities for, for this team, and when he has bad performances, that's not going to help. There's also a lot higher expectations when you're playing for a Strauss, like when he moved over, right? Then comparing it with yeah. like FPX. Strauss, one of the best teams of all times, you know? They've been, you're replacing Lucky, you know? They've been looking for a good opera. It's, it's really, um, or, and Device was there too, you know? So it's really hard to, um, it's a lot of pressure to uh, step up when you're playing mm -hmm. for a Strauss because of that name. Uh, call me crazy, call me wild, but I still think Nikodaz could have been a good pickup. Look, if you want, if you want to rip it, get it out of your system. But I think for Astralis, as I've already said, like the problem is not having that third fragger. And again, he didn't always put up the numbers. But when you looked at the Copenhagen Flames roster and when they made their runs, he was usually there putting up a fight. And I think he also matches the style of Blame F and Config, where they do just want to kind of like put the pressure on. I think he would have been a good offer to do that. He would have felt comfortable trying to have impact, felt comfortable trying to go for big opening kills. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, alongside the fact that we're talking about not having the fragger, you just mentioned comfortability being an issue. I don't think that would have been a problem if you had Nico Das step in. I agree with you there, because Nico Das, he, uh, be behind device, he's probably the best uh, Danish opper I consider. So, he, he played really good on Copenhagen. I saw a lot of initiative out of him, too, like, going for his own, um, going for his own op peaks, things like that. Anything? Um... <laughs> oh, am I supposed to rebut that? I mean, I can I can rebut it just because I think as much as I like Nikodos as an Alper, I think mm -hmm. he struggles in late rounds. This guy, I don't think handles pressure that well. Like we saw it at the, um, not the God. I'm thinking the major just towards the end of 2021. My brain is Stockholm. short circuiting. Stockholm. Yes, we saw it at Stockholm when they ended up in these overtime moments. He missed like critical shots that would have been game defining. Um, and well, I, I simply think that he needs more experience. That's, that's just the, the crux of the issue. I, I mean, on paper, what you're saying, everything Astralis needs, that was what Farlig was touted to be mm -hmm. prior to the move. Um, but he's just not been able to manifest it with this roster. So, I mean, I think it would have been easier to just try to fix those issues with him. Oh, it would have been easier to do it. With, than that's a to... hindsight that kind of answer, though, you know. Yeah. Of course, but what else am I supposed to say? Like, it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, were you going to say something, Fi? I'm just going to say Astralis have been kind of nearly a dead team since they've lost Device. Ah, they wait, lost. no. No, I don't. Not dead, no. but they kind of like lost like their... Like, they are, su they are ultra full. mediocre, yeah, is what I will say. Yeah. They ain't a dead team, but they they're aren't mad. out there. They're not making headlines. They're they mad. were like that way before Device left, too. Thank you! Thank you! They were winning, a, they were at least winning an event here or there. Towards the end Even, of Device's yeah. career with them, they were falling it off. It was like, it was, they were falling off, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> I, I watched the demos in the series, but I can't, I can't remember because of, you know, today. I, I don't remember what happened in the rest of the series here. Do we, do we just want to move on? Mm-hmm. I think we talk. Yeah, I think we brush it off their shoulder. The other series here, movie star oh. writers and liquid. Oh yeah, your heart on writers two one. Dude, Sampaius is so good. He continued yeah. his performance over from the group stage. Like Armed. he he came out of nowhere. Like I didn't watch Valencia, so I don't I don't know if he performed there as well. He did. He did. Okay. So he carried his performance over into Clone, and he's one to keep your eye out moving forward after the player break. Well, the mean, problem with talk- movie star writers, I feel like most people just don't have a grasp on what they're actually going to start doing. That's like the perfect ex- the perfect saying for them because they just won like they won Valencia, mm-hmm. shocked in this tournament. Where do they go from now? We gotta see after the the break because if they keep the form up, they can I can kind of see like another top ten team. They can push semis. They can do stuff like maybe win an event. Who knows if they keep the form up? You know, um, after uh, we'll talk about this later. But uh, after rain, um, after phase played a movie. Rain was interviewed and he said they played a unique, they play like a very unique play style compared to other teams. And when I was watching the demos, it's very like their T sites, they'll like, they'll attack two sites at once, like two players on A. Like, let's say for Ancient, like two players are on A while three are attacking B. It's kind of, it's yeah. not the usual, you know? They're like not scared. Yeah. Simple. Like vertical, they're going like three on, three on B, two on A, trying to see what they're going to. They get an opening, get a pick mm-hmm. or something, and then yeah. it happens. They like throw a fake, and then like go back. Like they do like very like like they split it up. They're confident. Yeah. I I think they're a very pick based team. Unfortunately yeah. for them, like especially if you watch, you watch their T sides. Like I I remember the old version of Mobi Star Mopos was like the only person that could entry on that yep. on that squad. Now they've uh, diversified and actually just gone with the Spanish roster. It feels like there's more confidence. Um, in the individuals to just make that work. So it's not just Mopos now. Maybe they've just added this other prong to it. Because uh, towards the end of that international stint that Movistar did, they actually saw Mopos like kind of fall off. Like Smuya started fragging out pretty heavy, and Mopos was getting like a like a 1.0 rating if he was lucky, maybe like a 1.05 in a win. Um, it wasn't really that great, but this is not. I don't think it's that new. Like. These guys topped their group when it came to ESL Pro League. Like they beat Cloud Nine. They had wins over. I can't actually. I can't actually remember the group, but they they, they went flawless. They went flawless yeah. in their group, um, which was which was a very big surprise to, to many at the time. But then after that, they kind of fell off a bit of a cliff. Like a mm-hmm. lot of online events that they they had to attend, they were placing like third, fourth. They didn't make the the major as well in Antwerp. So they didn't win Challenger League. Yeah, yeah, they placed third in that as well, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, it was one of those things, I think even ahead of Valencia, like they were unsure about what level they would bring. Because um, I think I remember from some of the interviews there that they were they were saying like, hey, man, we're just here to have fun and, and do it for the home crowd and hope that we can make it work. But something seemed to like click at that event that has allowed them to continue on this this run. And it's good to see that some Pius is actually like a part of that equation, because usually in the big games, that's where some Pius can have some issues. But now it's it's like if if they can get that that extra elevation out of the Orper as well as the entering that that mopos or, or maybe the mid round uh, kills that deaths can find it's it, this this roster is is pretty sick with how dynamic they can play. 
Alls, do you have any intake on a, uh, any uh, input on um on movie, on movie star writers? Also, can I clarify? I think it is movie star. Like, movie star. Movie star. Movie star. Movie like, we're we're adding an E in there because right. we want it to be like Hollywood <laughs> movie. We want to be movie star writers, man. But Malls, well, what do you have any input on them? Um, I just watched like I think the only match I've seen of them is like the liquid one. I guess liquid. And I can only say that Sunpai is insane. Like, since he wasn't that team where he was before Movistar Riders, I've been following him like since the last year, and he, I just know he's insane. Like, when I was in Team One, I used to tell Maloki that he was really good. Like, I remember that uh, I told him Maloki that this Sunpai guy was really good. I remember the name of that team, but it was like Iberian Family or something like that. Yes, I I used right. to see him since there, and he was he was insane since, since then. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're like a great group. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say. You just keep out. You just have to keep an eye on them to see what how they go moving forward. That's 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 how. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, the thing is you, with uh, Mo- Movie Stars is that with these two performances, we hope that gives them the confidence. You know, we want to see them take that next step, break in the top fifteen, qualify for the major for the first time. Okay, okay, let's move on to Liquid. Um you kinder. Just sign the man. Reports are saying like his teammates are all wanting, you know, him to be signed, so I mean it seems pretty kissy kissy to me like at first it kind of just seemed like everybody was coping out the wazoo like oh you know he's he's coming he's just filling in but he's coming he's coming don't worry and i was i thought people were stretching it but then apparently he wants to stick with them i think it's good this is the first good showing we've seen from liquid in so damn long like you think they come out of the gate and lose against spirit old liquid i'm thinking Oh, Elise is tilted. Everybody else is going to probably follow suit. This is not going to go very far. Then they just make a lower bracket run, make it all the way to the quarterfinals. They didn't win, but like still, they did something this they event. And if, if you think Yekandar just comes in like maybe a few weeks before, it's obviously going to happen before the announcement that they start practicing together, but this is like barely any time together liquid making a run at one of the biggest events of the year. I don't think there's anything wrong with Yakandar coming into this roster, and I think it should be encouraged. I think they should be signing that now. Oh yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, I mean, looking at their opponents, was this an impressive run though? Let's take a look here. They yeah. played. Okay. They played a total of one top spirit, ten, uh, top five team, losing one to two, beat. Zero Zero Nation beat Cloud9 and then beat Feria and then came close to beating Movie Stars. I mean, I, I mean, I think Cloud9 is still a convincing win. Uh, that me- event, that event, they looked very weak. I'll um, say though, cool, Liquid? Anything- no, Cloud9. No, Cloud9. I don't think you can shit or luck your way into a best of three win. I'm gonna keep it real with you, even if they weren't looking at a hundred. Like, still, that's not a game they should be winning. Like, you look at almost any one of these teams, and Old Liquid would probably not be winning these games. Like, against Furia, maybe they didn't look informed, sure. But I think the problem with saying that this team didn't look informed relies on the results of the team 
which for Cloud9, sure, I guess, I mean, you lost to Astralis, but for the both of them still, I, I just think this is a really good run and convincing from Liquid. Like, you even think they took a game off of Spirit. The other ones, well, maybe not the first, but it literally went into, like, triple overtime against Spirit on map three. Like, I, I like there's, there's room to look at here and say this is a really good outlook for Liquid. I don't see a reason why this should be understated. This seems like a decent run to me. The, everyone everyone played really really well uh elise stepped up like he's been missing in the previous uh um, that's huge previous tournaments um oc especially he came in clutch had multiple big clutches hit a lot of nice shots and what you kinders bring to team liquid is a lot of playstyle, the t sides from outsiders when watching liquid they would be executing or like taking a site like really late into the round and then there was like an interview i just read that uh you kind of maybe wants to be captain in the future for team liquid maybe he picks up the igl role in that case nitro might be gone what do you guys think yeah i think i think what liquid were lacking was like uh, an updated look on macro understanding like first off nitro hasn't been a part of the game for a decent amount of time um he's had to come up to speed and he's been able to do so kind of individually quite well um but i think what separates the at the moment the elite tier teams and and the the sort of mediocre teams is that the macro game i think is understood by rosters like navi phase or even even the likes of I, i'd actually say g2 the macro is very good um, but it's about wondering whether how the the, the micro then interacts. I, I think Yakindar actually has a great macro understanding. He also has like a good work ethic because I think in one of those interviews that he gave, he was sort of saying that like it's a little strange to see how the the work is different between this sort of uh, this NA team that I've now joined and versus what the the outsiders were doing uh, prior to their matches. So I, I think I could very well see Yakindar in in a captain role, which would be crazy because i think if you look back like two years or so if if yakindar hadn't done all the interviews for outsiders first off he wouldn't have been on the, the map for like international pickup let alone being a captive a captain mm -hmm. of an international squad that would be mental if that ended up happening i mean the one point that nart brought up earlier was the fact that elise just kind of wasn't shooting back in the past couple of events do you think that also has something to do with just Yakindar also being able to pick up that role because Shocks was never, at least on Liquid, I feel like he wasn't that guy who's going to start clicking heads like an absolute mad lad. So do you think maybe a bit of pressure was off him so he just kind of like felt and performed better because of it? I, I just simply think Yakindar allows for a lot more space, regardless of what kind of star you, you play as, whether you're somebody like Blamer or Config, that's why everybody has Yakindar as such like a high prospect, is that he seems to be like a very articulate guy, seems to understand what he's talking about um, pretty damn well, and he can shoot heads in the server. So like, regardless of what spot conflicts you might have had, you would give Yakindar most of those spots anyway, just because you know whatever he's doing, he's either relaying info or he's getting kills. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see a way that that doesn't elevate any of your stars unless... Your your star is literally an entry entry fragger as well. I'm kind of interested to wonder if Yakinder was calling at all for Liquid because their playstyle looks looked like it, like looked like outsiders. I don't know if he, I mean, I know they they implemented it, but I wonder if he made you know if he was calling for them at all. I don't imagine you uh, gonna maybe captain without calling. 
I mean, I don't think it was calling like in the start of the round, but I think it was like mm. getting like a command in the middle of the round or like getting some ideas to like when Nitro didn't have like some plot of game or something like that. I think it was he was giving Nitro some ideas to play around. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I guess. I don't know. I, when I was watching the game against Monster Riders, I saw him, like, talking, like, at the start of the round or at the end of the round. I imagine he was, like, correcting some things or giving some ideas. That's what I think. That kind of tracks as well, because I think... I can't remember who said it. it was maybe Nitro? Or... I think it was... Actually, it might have been a NAF interview where he was saying he, like, it reminds him a lot of Stewie in, in like, how he is as a player. And that's very much... Our, our outside MO of what Stewie does. Like, he's always got good mid-rounding. Yeah, Yakinder. I've actually talked with Yakinder, and I'm like, dude, your playstyle reminds me of Stewie. He's like, yeah, we, we share a similar playstyle. So, yeah, I can confirm is, on that. Is there any other input on um, the series, the movie, the movie star and uh, Liquid? Before we I get into the semis? Regardless of who got to the semis there, I think both of them are having a hard time, so... Yeah. <laughs> Let's go well, to the semis. Overall, um, Sampaias played great, and then hopefully Liquid signed Yekinder, and they looked good with Yekinder, so... And Mouse shocked, and we don't know why we don't know. A shot's gotta do something. That's the that's the overall, like... Yeah, so the thing with Mouse in- is that they need to continue this performance. Hopefully it's oh, just yeah. not like a one-time thing, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the semis. All right, now via Astralis. Uh, map one didn't convince me at all until I saw map two of Astralis actually mm-hmm. pushing it into the Mirage. So we're going back with the, how Blame F calls mir- Mirage, and they brought it very close on Navi against Navi. That's the that's why I'm like, whoa! They actually they they could have won that map. What's nah. concerning is that they threw a 12-3 lead. <laughs> that's that's what I was about to say. I was waiting for someone to point that out. That's not something you could just well, like say, well, oh, 12, we'll get them next time, boys. Well, 12, like, nah, there was an lead. Navi threw a 12-3 lead tool as well today. So I just showed you how strong the freaking CT and? sides are. I mean, I, I just yeah. like if if you're getting twelve three on a half, like that that's not a oh we just got unlucky. Like that is a there is a big fucking problem here. Like that's just the case. It's just uh, but this series in general, like I I had not I had Navi winning it no matter what. Just just like I was game of the Astrala shit. If Blame F's calling, who the hell knows if he's gonna keep he might call to a different map. Who knows. I mean, it worked. Like, it worked to yeah. some extent. I mean, if worked. you're if you're saying that, like, yeah. like if Blame Map is starting to call like other maps too, then yeah. what's the point of having Glaive, right? Exactly. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's like that could literally just be the case. Like, it, you could just see Glaive and Zipnik start to check out of this roster. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the plan. Like, to bring in Blame Map, start to transition him to IGL. You get these two out of here, and you start to like rebuild Astralis, the that- actual team. My you sign multi-year contracts with these two, mind you. And if you understand Astralis, like they're getting good money out of like if they're getting bought out of those contracts, that is first off, Astralis, that's you're probably in the red a little bit there. Um <laughs> and it's just it doesn't make sense as well because Glaive is a good in-game leader. I yeah, think I he, he that's mm-hmm. always been the case. I, I regardless of whether Blame F can call a good one map, that doesn't change the fact that Glaive is a multi-major winning in-game leader. Like 
Okay. That report well, doesn't just slip away just because you've it, lost some of your Well, Devil Walk is a major winning coach. Yeah, he's it, a one <laughs> ma- <laughs> not multi-majors. I don't um, know. I, Zeus I is a really multi-major winning coach. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing shit out there, but like, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how, how much it, it means in, in this day and age when I think the Counter-Strike meta shifts so quickly. And the players that you work with are completely different. And players change in age. I think in esports at a faster rate than even conventional sports. So, I mean, can you even say that, like, you know, is is I know Glaive seems like you know the the unthinkable option, but um, and we haven't even reached that point yet. Let's be honest. I think this wow. maybe this Astralis lineup still has some legs to it, um, but that that is something that like just just because you know. I know he has such a legacy with the Astralis. It probably won't happen for another like two years, all things said. But sometimes, sometime in the future, the unthinkable option will, might might just happen. I, I'd just like to also caveat that, like, first off, Mirage is also not a hyper complex map to call because it's a lot more feel based, yeah. a, li- a little bit more push pull than say something like Vertigo or Overpass, where there's a lot more uh, intricacy to to what T sides can can sort of bring and and how you have to respond to that on CT sides as well. So, mm. well. That's right, but from what we know, he's just calling on Mirage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You, you, so to an extent, while your points are valid, it's like that's the only sample size we have to go off of. So true. Do you I'm not thinking, remember how bad the complexity T sides looked with? Uh, look, man, hey, man, oh look, my god! Look, 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 hear me out. You're right. You're right. But the T side was also bad here. So maybe with Glaive, that's an issue they figure out. You giddy up out of here for him. You bring in someone new and Astralis top one team again. Like, that's... that. <laughs> okay. I mean, going to the player break, you know, it's... Is it obvious that they're going to replace Farlick? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, but who do you replace I mean, him with? Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, like... Device? <laughs> bro, bro, if the vice was coming back, if the vice was coming back, NIP would still be in Cologne. That's all I'm going to say about I, it. I am about to start emailing hospitals to find out if the vice <laughs> is okay. Because I, I honestly just want to know that he's like uh-huh. doing well. To be honest, like I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. I, like, I see a lot but, of highlights of him playing Face It. Like those, mm-hmm. there's like random like YouTube compilations of him playing Face It. Let me go back to this tournament, back to this match. Between Navi and Astralis, man, Bit carry the shit out of, the, out of them. Yeah, I, I, mean, I got, think it's worth moving. 37 frags, 120 ADR on Mirage. That's insane. Yeah, dude. Set him down. And Config Farm. stepped up to 37 frags, almost 180 ADR. Crops were talking back that game. What can I say? Any last words yeah, well, for this match, guys? It, we had a d- disgusting map of Mirage that basically saved Navi. I'm not sure if if, if they would have won overpass with, uh, for Astralis, but I mean... Mm-hmm. That saved them. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's worth moving on. Moving on to the next yeah. couple. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the other matchup. Yes, sir. Phase and Movistar. This made me like seriously believe in the Movistar project. Like, okay, they got kind of you know maybe dunked on. All things said, but I think there's uh, so many different rounds that could have went differently for Mo- um, Movi. Uh, I almost called him Movistar, but NT, there's so many rounds that could have went differently in this series for. Uh, Movistar, and I, I actually this, this watching the series, even though it was a quick two zero loss, mm-hmm. kind of made me believe in it. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think I should. I, I think I should have won Ancient to a certain degree. Yeah, they they lost a lot of like rounds where they were like up like two to three players. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, even in that post game interview, whoever I can't remember who they interviewed, he uh, he even said the same thing. They should have won. Oh, they they it could have been a different game had they won those rounds. Yeah, and they you know they made, though, they made a comeback towards the end, but they couldn't close it out. I think a huge strength of Movistar Riders is specifically all five of their players have a very very you know low I mean, sorry high floor and a pretty decent ceiling like in in on an individual basis i don't really see incredible weak links even davy g used to be a weak link for this team i don't think he was this this entire event i think as they they kind of just met their match in phase um yeah. uh in terms of just like man to man uh is the the biggest thing i think a lot of uh i think a riders definitely got the better end of the duels uh in a lot of their earlier matchups but you know i think they're still a very deadly team and then that twist one v three clutch at the end there, on yeah, that was yeah. beautiful. Can I can I just say, twist this event has had so many like, just like you look at his POV and like one v x's and you just uh -huh. think that he's winning them. Like he had he had what three one v threes at this event, and all of them are just so filthy, man. Like yeah, he's so mechanically so good. Yeah. Twist is just the whole nine yards. Like, he's a god-tier player. He knows what he's doing. He's Adam always mechanically too. gifted. He's hot era. as hell. He gets so era. many females. He's what everybody <laughs> wants to be as a CS player. Yeah, nice. No, I can't top that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the semis. I just give big props to Malve Star Riders. But I, they met their match. Yeah. Um, yeah we, all knew, we all knew what the final was going to be. Well, post game, post game, before we move on, is like they said, like the next step is, you know, to break into that top 15, 10 to 15 rankings. So they're in the top, they can do top it. Five, top five. But they're top already going to do it. They're going to do it this Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah breaking the top yeah. 10, like push up higher. That's, that's all I want to see. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 For the semis, yeah. we're all going to the, the matchup we knew was going to happen. Now, here we go. I got a. Big, just what? vent problem about the finals, bro. What? What? Please don't, please don't come in with a bad take. Best of five. I hate best of oh five. There is there only. We go. Okay, look, bro. Just hear me out. Best of fives, in my mind, only make sense when you've got a lower bracket. Because in that case, the winner gets that one map advantage in the final, which, you say whatever the hell you want about it, can be dumb, can be smart. It makes more sense there. In best of fives, that shit don't make any sense in a single elimination bracket. Number one, they take long. Everybody hates them. There has not been, like, a single pro who's like, yeah, I think best of fives are kind of cool. Hell no! Nobody likes them! So for starters, if you run this back to a BO3, take a gander at the maps, Navi got fisted. So you kind of feel bad for them in that result, Wait, in that regard. Navi won. You mean FaZe? No, they didn't. If it's a best of three? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's a best of three, Navi won. Yeah, yeah. And Malv's... You, you threw your hot take. I want to hear Malv's the player saying about best of fives. What's your take on it? I feel they're horrible, being honest. Like... It makes no sense. Like, it's I'm kind of you. even BO3s are tiring, and now if you put two more maps on it, that's uh, horrible. And like this match went through like overtimes. The last map was a 16-14, so that's that's kind of hard, tiring. So it's not like good. I would say like healthy at least. I don't know. Like it's a lot. 
I I agree. I agree. Like I can I I I agree for both parts. Like in favor of best of five and best of three. For like what I don't like about best of five is like it could be too long. Like I'll be honest, the one map I didn't watch most of it is Mirage. But uh, for like the for the pro statement for best of fives, why they're good is because I mean you get the full five maps. Like you you see which team is actually I would say better. Right, deeper map pool. I mean. I can see the sense of behind, like, which team is better in the sense of a deeper map pool. But realistically speaking, you probably didn't get that in this series. Like, when it comes to those five maps, and I'm sure Malbs can, like, agree with that. Like, it gets to a point where it just turns from, okay, well, we're in this to win anymore. And, like, out external factors play a problem. Like, oh, maybe I'm a bit tired. I'm not as much on my A game anymore. It's easier to get in your own head the longer you go on. So if you have a bad map and a best of three, it's like, okay, I move on to map two. But if you have a bad map... Let's say if you were like Perfecto in map four, like you could come into Nuke. It's going to be a lot harder to keep that mentality up. I think maybe if you want to use in a sense of who's got the deeper map pool, you look at more best of threes from them. Because I think a best of five doesn't necessarily show their A game for the whole time. Five, Yumi, any, any I, pick? I think in, 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 yeah. I think in an ideal world, we would have like a best of four final. And so, you know, whoever, if somebody gets three maps in those opening four maps, then they win, you know? There's no second day. But okay. if they end up in a tie situation where it's 2-2 and they need a final map, ideally, I think you would have, like, either an extended break or you would maybe even just play on a separate day. Because you can make it, like, almost like a, a fight night kind of knockout where this final map finally determines who's the king of Cologne or who's the king of whatever. But... From a production standpoint and like an events run standpoint, that doesn't make any sense. Because I was gonna say you either like have American a day or you baseball don't. almost, which is yeah. like I, I, you know, I just they feel runs... like there needs to be that gap. Uh, it would be that would be like an interesting experiment. Yeah, maybe I mean two bo threes, and if there's a bracket reset, then it would be on a different day. Um, that's what I was thinking. Like. After watching a lot of Smash, I was like, why don't we just, like, have a lower, like, a lower bracket? Because, I, I mean, they have lower brackets. I had it in the event. I don't know why they just stop it in playoffs. It still doesn't make sense to me. Because, um, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you might not get a team's best on one day. So, yeah. there is still that added aspect of, like, okay, well, it's not the end of the world. We can still go through the lower bracket tomorrow and play better. But then you have that extra room of, why not just, like, play a best of three again? Because if you have that lower bracket, most people might jump to the conclusion of, oh, well, in the best of five, we can just give the winner's side team a map advantage, but then just takes too long if you run back best of fives on another day. So at that point, just like, if the team from the loser's bracket wins that best of three, you just play another best of three, and it would be in that hypothetical second day. Uh, I do yeah. think from a story's point of view, though, it does add a, add a certain amount to it, because if you've attended mo multiple best of fives, like, you understand the conditions you're working in. Whereas, like, teams that are on the come up that that will be brand new experiences so there is like a an element of veterancy and, and stamina that's required in these uh mm -hmm. high or these elite level players that i think newer players are going to have to experience and get to that point to to have those opportunities i i like best of fives because of the the deep map pool because of the the stamina that's required and because those big plays actually like matter that much more because you know it's going to be a long haul all the way but through but from a viewership angle, like it's it's way longer than conventional mm -hmm. sports. Even it's way longer than most other esports as well. It, it it can be a bit ridiculous in terms of like segmenting off eight hours of your day to watch a best of five final. 
I feel like that just gatekeeps it though. Like, I, I mean, I get the whole veterancy thing and like, obviously in an event like this, it's supposed to be like all around the best team wins, but at this rate, like there's almost no events that have just best of fives. So the only way to get that experience is by playing tons and tons of best of fives and finally realizing that. I just don't think that's fair to have for the younger players. It's like, there's already so many elements going against them. And I get like, you know, you have to have veterans to experience or to be able to stay in it for that long. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's needed. I, I mean, I really like don't. it or not, smaller tournaments are actually adding best of five finals, especially in the ESL circuit. Like they're trying to uniform the experience or like uniform the product from that certain degree. Like if you have best of one group okay, stage man. games and that then you game. have playoffs and best of threes, I'm pretty sure, like, that's uniform. Like, they'll stay, stick with best of threes all the way through because they're separating group stage and playoffs by how many games you play. Or how I didn't know they were doing play. that. I don't um, know they were throwing BO5s in the younger circus. I'll back but like, then. But, like, for example, like, in some of the, the national championships, I think they have added in a best of fives and some of the other, other online tournaments they have as well. So. But uh, besides the best of five argument, how would you guys rate the, the overall matchup? Oh, this, 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 this is one of the six. best maps matches yeah. in yeah. CS history. Mm -hmm. It was great. I'm also really glad to see that FaZe were able to stick up to it because coming into this event, I feel like we've kind of been seeing two different phases like after the major where you see like, holy hell, these guys won the major, no surprise. And wow, these guys won the major. Like you go back to Blast where they just kind of didn't look all that great. Same thing goes for Dallas, but they come in here looking like they still have what it takes because I was kind of getting worried. I mean, e even everybody's like, okay, yeah, Navi's just the number one team again. And I didn't want another, we're the best team for two weeks kind of team but i'm just glad that phase were able to keep it up that's really it uh speaking on navi um you think they're keeping S uh some that young sty oh hold on let's talk about that uh after we talk about uh the All maps right, go ahead, go ahead. but i, I just want to give like a backstory of how uh going into uh this matchup here where phase beat navi you know grand finals last major in antwerp but at that time you know simple simple like if you guys watch finals simple electronic were missing you know, there was a boom drama, and then the war. So mm -hmm. who knows what would have happened if, you know, that wasn't there. And then, you know, coming into this finals, number one versus number two, whoever's going to win this is going to be number one going to a player break. And then it feels like everybody else besides FaZe and Na'Vi are just like a tier lower. Like they're just on a whole nother level, right? And like Na'Vi and FaZe are just so neck and neck when it comes to like individual players, team play. And... Navi won their last meeting at Blast. They dominated them. Uh, FaZe never won Cologne. Navi was going to go for their third title. Never done before. And then uh, if we go into Inferno, uh, FaZe picked that. And that, Kerrigan's always said uh, in previous interviews that that's their strongest map. So in Rubet, they weren't picking Inferno because they wanted to practice other maps. And Navi were... They've had their struggles on Inferno. And FaZe started 5-0 early. Early start, 5-0. That kind of, like, if we look at the uh, last major, you know, phase... I can't remember what, what they started, but they they were they snowballed on their T side as well. And it looked like it was going to happen here. However, what happened was Simple did that 3K with the Deagle at B, and then Navi went on a streak. And then later, towards the second half, Navi were up, like, 12-8, 12-7 or something. And then FaZe just kept getting these multi-frags to close out. That, that brokey 4K, that was insane. Hmm. Spray down. But uh, yeah, that was like a little bit about Inferno. What would you guys have thoughts on Inferno? 
yeah I've, I've always been a little bit on off with with like um with navi's inferno because i know for a fact like especially because they're, they've shifted in game leaders sort of um they they have uh, i think struggled to like close rounds because as much as they want to stick with like the blade flow chart sometimes you you can't always just stick with with how it is on paper like you have to feel things out and phase are going to be more comfortable in those those sort of micro level decision making choices i think just just from like a comfortability point of view i think uh, even when we if i if i pull anything away from that that simple post game interview where he's like well somebody young did forget some things oh my gosh we i can't believe he said that yeah i know it I felt like, a little oh, it felt no. a little bit undercut you know um but he did bring it back by saying like we spend more time with this player like yeah. that that won't be an issue you know so there's there's hope for for navi to, to iron out some of those choices because Getting, they get themselves into some pretty favorable positions fairly often, but it can be those small moments of like hesitation that just yeah. like give extra space over that phase are always going to capitalize on. So, any uh, any other input on Inferno? Don't much too much. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. All right, let's go into overpass Navi's pick. So Navi's always looked really good on their CT side since SDY came in. And, you know, they've had dominant CT side half, like, 12-3 against, like, NIP and Movistar Riders. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't believe... Twist pulled off another 1v3 on this yeah, map. Yes, he did. <laughs> he yeah. stuck at Sandbags. I don't know how he pulled that one off. The sixth spray transfer as yeah. well. Like, if people want to rewatch that, like, Ice was the first duel and then just wide swing spray transfer. It's sick. And then... It broke fate. It broke Navi's money, and then the following round, like Navi had a huge ego on B site, losing nobody, and then from there just snowballed. And and perfect was a clutch god. Yeah, it was the one v one as well. Was that the end? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, won a pretty close one v one. I think with a five seven and. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It was the last round. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Against Brokey. But uh. That was really it for overpass. So that's tied one one. Going to ancient faces pick. Now, no. this was a weird map. <laughs> yeah, this was a clusterfuck. Twelve three Navi like on CT side. So like Sponge was saying, like Phase was showing a lot of their tactics and new new things that they found on ancient on Rubet and all. Like you know that Navi had a lot of demos to work with. You know, do you guys think that was the case? of anti-shredding there yeah i think it was also just like they they were willing to take those fights early enough you know that there might have been like these small timings that they've identified that phase are going to have an extra player with like a flash out that could be if you wait an extra one or two seconds ready to take a fight but it felt like navi were getting a lot of those small edge kills like their their opening kill rate on on the ct side was pretty good um i don't think phase ever really had much chance to recover so I could I could definitely see that. Like I don't I don't doubt that they've put in that that level of work or that level of scrutiny to phase. Mm -hmm. And then um Electronic and Perfecto led the way on the first half. It was they had like thirteen or I mean eighteen frags apiece on their CT sides. On the CT side, so that was a really dominant performance from both of them. But uh FaZe were actually able to claw it back and bring it back to overtime from a twelve three 12-3 lead from Navi, like Anthron was saying earlier. Was it you, Anthron? Yeah. You brought it up? Yeah. 
Any, yeah, any I don't I don't know what happened in the second mm-hmm. half because Navi just could not kill people. It couldn't like, get even any in openings or bomb plants. Nothing. It's just it's just when it came to um even like small punish peaks, like someone somebody's supposed to trade, it's like they just could not hit their shots. I think they had like three rounds where they killed three three people on the CT side. Like that's how dominant phase were in in terms of like just crushing any of their opening setups. I that almost felt like maybe one of the the instances where they might have just even identified like okay some die young maybe you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing on this map in particular um because it just felt like there was there was an extra level that just wasn't available there for navi until we actually like got into the very very tail mm. end of the game and then electronic only has three frags on the t side <laughs> the whole, the whole or, game right and call me crazy but ancient is somewhat more CT sided now. Oh now, yeah, let's it's, look, look. It's the most. You're, oh, mm-hmm. you're agreeing with me. Yes. Damn. Okay. I mm-hmm. thought I was gonna have some backlash to no. that statement. <laughs> oh. They're changing bomb sites to have more cover. Like that is. And that's only not even. That's not even what I think. So I think the that's benefited for the T side. The way I look at the map now is I think, for example, and I'm just doing this in terms of another map. Where on Mirage, the T's kind of have control of ramp for free, but they can, you know, they have to exec into A, but to exec into A, you kind of need ramp. I think it's harder for the T's to take ramp, but easier for the T's to take A, if that puts it into perspective. That's what I think Ancient's going to become. I actually think it's the mid-change that's, that's affected the map the most. Because I know like, that's taking, what I mean. Taking Legend actually aggro... Um, being aggro towards the B site is actually so much harder as a T side because of how much more open ended it is. Like you can do like even like a floor level boost to to counteract somebody getting aggro cave where that option wasn't available to you before. At least not in That's the same right. way. Like you would have been exposed behind a mid smoke. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. Hey Malls, uh, your your take on ancient like is it like probably the most CT side map in the map pool? Yeah, it is. Nice. Here, for example, I love war up or against someone, and now you're gonna play CT, you can still come back, you know, like, you can still have the comeback. But if you are, like, you started CT and you're losing, like, what, let me think, like, 8 7, you're gonna lose it, like, there's no way you're gonna win it. <laughs> if the team gets a close T side, and you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though I, there is one thing I do like about the map now. I, I like that um, A is way easier to take. Like, I, I like that a lot of teams, and I think Astralis have been doing this the most at the top level, they just have this, like, eco-slash-half-by-rush-A strat where if they need a bomb plant, it's like two smokes. Temple isn't really much of an issue anymore. I think that's super T-sided. Like, in, in the regard, I already thought A wasn't as explored as it should be, but... I think if you're playing around to try to get a bomb plant, maybe cause some, you know, some rebuys from the CTs, a is a lot easier to do that on now. Because you don't have to worry about that extra pressure from Temple. Like before, if you were a T planning on A before, it's like you had to worry about maybe somebody timing peaking a, seek from, uh, a peak from CT. You had to maybe worry about nades or somebody spamming through a Temple smoke if you smoked Temples or you just had to have a man always looking at it. Um, and then you had to worry about spams or nades coming through from Donut. Like there was yeah. never a spot to plant 100% safe. And I guess there isn't really that now still, but yeah, it just makes it's it still easier. Pretty bad. I think it's just about like the max amount of smokes you could throw on the bomb site is no longer four. Like 
you only have one entrance to the temple instead of the the two openings that that were there before. You don't have to smoke like teams would typically sort of like sort of aggro push donut or even if they were smoking it out there would be some ex exploitation towards temple but if you wanted to do like a full wall of smokes and just secure a plant like you don't need to throw four smokes anymore um there's like there's too much setup i can't think of another bomb site that's even remotely similar to that you usually it's like two smokes and the major rotates or the the long range angles that cts can hold from are smoked off so I think it just brings it more in line with like what we know from the current CS meta and how other maps play out. Is there any more input before we move on to the, uh, map four? Mm, I don't think so. Well, map four, map four was Mirage. 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 This was uh, Navi's Not pick, even though they yeah. didn't look too good at it on uh, against. Um, Charles going down, you know, 312. What do you guys think about Mirage? I did not actually uh, catch most of it. Looked like Navi started T side, only got five rounds. And then it got carried away with uh, Phase getting 10 on their CT and then finishing it off with six on their T sides. And Phase, if we look at the distribution of kills, their top four players got 20 plus. That's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, there's no, the bit didn't do the best either in that map either, and Perfecto didn't even show up. I think there's a couple of things that it could be. I mean, it could be Mirage or New or Navi just having a bad Mirage, I or it could be the <laughs> fatigue starting to set in because it's just <laughs> long. They did take a 20 minute break, but still, like what you said, the fatigue is still. Huge, huge fact. It's still there. Like, it's as time goes right? on, it's going to be harder and harder exactly. to stay mentally fit. Like, you just, like, we're, we're up 2 1. Now I have a 20, 20 minute freaking 20 minute break, and then, like, I got to play another fucking 45 minute match. It's a, that's gruesome. I think the positives, tell. the positives for FaZe were definitely that, like, rups and twists on their CT side were just fragging um, hard. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, uh, I think there's a lot of Rops stands and fans out there that yeah. won't look critically at all of his all of his games and think like, oh well, you know, unlucky. He had a pretty poor showing, um, but he looked mechanically sound. He was involving himself in the action. He wasn't hesitant or like waiting longer than he should, and he was just ripping heads. So, I think if Faze ever have confident starts like that, like they're they're most certainly going to close out. Like I thought, Navi actually looked good to, to open up their CT side. I actually thought FaZe would capitulate, but it just it just never happened. Um especially when we entered that second half when when Navi started getting rounds, we still saw some some good success in terms of like scaling to bomb sites. I think FaZe were just rolling with the punches and just rolling with the confidence. Like you were saying, Yumi, about Rops and his um factor impact mm -hmm. on the team. Twist gave him a special shout out on Twitter. Did you guys see that? He tweeted uh, after know. the match, everyone on this team deserves praise, but nobody will ever truly know how much impact Rops has. Really a special teammate and player. Thank you for everything you do. So That guy's crazy. No matter bro. what. And he's a shit poster. Rops? <laughs> yeah, bro. I know Brokey I know, bro I know Brokey is. <laughs> nah, bro. Rops be fucking with people. And it is Rops so was the guy funny. that Wasn't Rops the guy that made up the, the fuck you for like... Don't kill my dream to his kids at the airport, copy pasta. He might have. I yeah. I wouldn't be shocked, but I've seen videos of him just like walking into rooms and going, eh. 
No, that was, uh, I like the video of him uh, messing around with Sonny. I think Sonny was messing with him, and he started like kicking him or something. Yeah, see that one? Uh, Is no, that the one where he's playing a game or something, and they walk up to him and yeah. just like, keep putting your hand? <laughs> yeah, I know what video you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any, imp- any other input on Mirage? Mm, not for me. No. All right. Let's look at Nuke. Oh, 14, oh right. Yeah, 16. I forgot to say. Perfecto oh, yeah. didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so that, You're right. He that had, was, what, that was unfortunate. Yeah. He was like 1 in 15, and then Sundae Young was like 4 in 15 right behind him. So, yeah, not good. Uh, not yeah, good. not a good look. Okay. Nuke. Uh, phase started on CT and Navi E side. Navi were able to get eight rounds on their G side to start off with. That's really good i'll be real with you i there's another reason i hate best of fives i don't think navi would have gone to nuke i don't think they would have huh? i don't think they would have gone to nuke i mean why would you do you think they would have hmm? picked it instead no no hell no i think the picks would have been about the same why would you run it back against fate not only standing in with a player but why would you run it back against the team that whooped your ass on it at the major in another grand final, I don't think you'd run that back. Wait, what do you mean I mean, by they that? They had to, like at the uh, major, yeah, yeah, they, they had, lost they, on this map. Yeah, yeah they had to Magic. play this here. Yeah, like you had to. That's what I'm saying. That's another reason best of five suck. What's you funny, don't want to play that map? What's funny was Nuke was used to be Navi's like best map, right? They had the, the yeah. crazy win streak, and now this is one of Face's best maps. Like they put in a lot of time. Like Face used to be like mediocre on it, but now they're like one of the top teams on Nuke. You don't want to run that back. Like that's that's all yeah. I'm saying. You did, they did not want to run that back. I actually watched I, it. Oh, go ahead, Yumi. No, no, sorry. I, I was just gonna say, like, I simply think you do want to run it back because I actually think you learn from what works for them. I think like Navi, when you looked at their T sides, looked good uh, against Phase. They they were sort of conditioning and, and setting up these these aggro pushes in ramp where they were uncontested. They got a lot of territory um, for free by manipulating rotations by Phase. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that they, they learned a lot from the loss that they had at the major. And I think they probably would have picked it in a best of three. But, you know, that's just my two cents. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you with regarding how Navi played on their T side. They looked really good uh, manipulating rotations. With the top nuke teams, that's that's what you see nowadays. You know, you see a lot of um, 3 one one three grouped up. You got two lurkers. And then, you know, your three players, you know, you're getting info, like, your three players go together, um, and then that opens up, you know, space and rotations for your two other players to uh, move around the map. And if they, if something happens there, maybe the three players come back to the open site. So that's how Nuke is being played nowadays. But um, going yeah, on to the see- T side, uh, SDY had a hot start, and then Electronic also chipped in, and then Twist on the other hand. He had 18 frags on CT side with 122 ADR. He's playing farm. insane. Yeah. But didn't he do that at the major too though? Like didn't he like farm T sides on nuke at the major? I can't I can't recall. Can anyone confirm that? Cool. Twist? I thought I, I remember farming farm so shoddy. I remember rain farming hard. Yeah. I do remember rain farming. That was fun. But the same, a good talk to the, CT the, as well. the same thing happened on when, when phase one on the T side. They were messing around with ramp a lot too. You saw like 
bit was struggling. They had to bring simple in a couple of times and then they were playing with rotations as well. And, you know, it came down to round 28 and 29 where Kerrigan called for twist to do the main drop and he yeah, got entry frags both times. back to back rounds yeah. where he got double entries through yeah. main like no support no no uh, extra util outside like that's that's those are bold moves and those are those are only big time player kind of moves because what are the chances you get you're getting opt from garage or you're getting all from like back credit or there's there's a main player waiting for you like at the the sort of single box just outside of lockers like there there are possibilities that that could have been there for navi and i don't think anybody expected twist to make such a such a move that i i think that's that was the knockout punch that navi just weren't ready for mm. honestly i wouldn't even be surprised if that was like a bit of an anti-strat from phase yeah it for completely sure completely it, it, you it probably I is be, i wouldn't be shocked yeah. if they were like all right well simple might want to have more impact so probably not going to play garage because I, I mean I've seen a lot of the times where you just play that opera in heaven, have more impact around the map. They come ramp, he's right there. They come sight, he's right there. If they fuck with outside without smokes, he's right there. And especially when like the ten or the pressure is high, like when you want to have as much impact as possible, when you want to be that one delivering so your team wins, I wouldn't be surprised if he just didn't want to play garage because I feel like it's a lot more linear than any other spot where you can only really worry about outside. Like if they're taking A and your opera's in garage, well, I mean. Shit or luck. Better luck next time. Like, you don't want to let that be a possibility. So, when they did that in round 29, you know, what they did the same play with Twist running up, you know, a Twinkie, Top Marshmallow, whatever you want to call it. Electronic was right below him. I think that was Electronic, right? Somebody was right <laughs> below him. You can't, like, was the audience that loud that he can't hear the footsteps that Twist is running? I doubt it. Honestly, I doubt it. Uh, have you heard Navi's comms, bro? I would not be shocked if people were just screaming in his ear. I've never watched a Navi com video. It's awful. It's, uh, dude, uh, you're in oh, for okay. a treat, bro. It's bad. Uh, that that was a that's a video from a very long time ago. To okay. be fair, <laughs> so, nah, bro. I I'm confident that is still how it sounds. Well, I'm pretty sure they they released like these. I think I can't remember if it was ESL or not. Mm. Um, but there there is like a comms video of them like playing Dust Two, and their comms sound clean. Like okay. it's it's like it's it's been I think simple that are that are coming between each other. Um. But it's it's not only just that; it's also the fact that if even if they're talking, like there there were these small moments where I think somebody like aggro pushed through lobby, and there's somebody sort of lurking door that it didn't feel like he heard him, like he didn't react, but then just went to clear it anyway, um, like just to be sure. That was insane. I, I think he there cleared are small that. Moments. Like what the heck? <laughs> yeah. So there are these the, tiny moments. Um, like on LAN, the sound quality is not the same as like. Mm -hmm. Having a tile two, for example, like you're playing with in ears, mm -hmm. plus having the white sound on the, the big headphones, you know, is like different. And some players like like to abuse that, so that's um, a little tricky thing from one, you know. Scummy, scummy tactics. <laughs> yeah, leaking right here. <laughs> that's why they say see me on land because I want to cheat. Wow. Alright guys, um, since we know all FaZe won this shit, and congrats to them for actually winning and showing that they could be number one again. How was anyone's take on the simple MVP? It's rare I to mean, see a losing team have an Jerry, MVP, he's, right? He's, he's Jerry West. <laughs> no, no, like yeah. in CSGO, like yeah, in it's general, it's, like, it's, it's very yeah. rare. Like, 
I think the last player to do it was was a Zaiwu. Can't remember. So I think I think Blame's had one. I think Zaiwu's had one. Oh yeah, you're I right. Blame Blame got that uh that random tournament. What was that with with, with Heroic winning it? Yeah, where he had like what I, talking about. yeah, I can't remember like the name of it. Forty kills in an <laughs> overtime game, but they still lost or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it real. Better gone to twist. I know the whole chat. Everyone was like, "Oh, Twist is gonna get MVP because of that." I Twist should have gotten it. Like he, he got, he got robbed. He had huge rounds. He had huge clutches. Like, man. Yeah, people, people make the argument that it's like, oh, it's the whole tournament. But Twist played sick the whole tournament too. So I don't even really understand that argument. It's just like, if you're really gonna use simple stats as a reflection of like, oh, well, he, well, he was deserving of the MVP, then it feels like almost every event he should be winning the MVP well, because valid. It's an MVP, but phase one the tournament. It's more important to win a tournament than be an MVP prize. For sure. Let's be real. <laughs> but and it's also a reflection of like, is it the individual or is it the team? Yeah. To a certain degree, right? And like simple play team, still lights out. And speaking of the team of, of Navi, I have two two follow up questions before we move on to the uh to the interview. Um Latronic IGL, is that how confident are you guys with that? I think it'll work. I think in the future. I think so as well. Yeah. I think Blades just created a great document that they can fall back on, even if the calling feels a little off. Like, I think he's just got like a sick flowchart of if this, then that. That even if it might not be applicable to that round, it's something that happens like a reference point. Yeah, I agree with uh, both you guys. Uh, Electronic could be a good IGL base off uh, Blade. He could definitely mold him into a really good IGL. Like, uh, there, I just don't see any negatives with Electronic being an IGL. Like, number one, I feel like a lot of players, uh, like, can IGL with not necessarily relative ease, but they can do it. Um, but I think one thing you have to do as an IGL is know your players. And Electronic just kind of fits the board. He fits the bill all around there. Like, he's been with these guys for so long. And then on top of that, an added benefit from him being IGL now instead of Boomage is, like, the old game plan against Na'Vi was, like, Okay, well, let's kill Boomage. Easy 4v5. Well, now that's not really a mm. thing because Electronic can shoot back. Yeah. So you get that extra fifth slot to have somebody else farming you. And speaking of the teammates, is this for STY? You think he's staying? I could see it. Well, that's uh, a one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who else you pick up. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too, right? All right, guys. Um, I'll say it's, it was a hell of a final to close out the season. A little like before the player break, probably the best of all time. We, we have we have to move on to the interview of Miles really fast. All good. All right, uh, Nart, you can start off a little. And I'll, I'll 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 take some in there as well. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. All right, let's take a little. I gotta fix the mic for a second. <laughs> yeah, so I'll start it off. I mean, I can start if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, start. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, Miles, I have to ask. Um, from outside in, like you guys were kind of set up to be like a phase level, like elite tier team. You guys are all star players. You guys are all sick at the game. But something didn't click. Do you think that the fact that you had to sort of build everything up with all of these different components that you have guys, all of your, your spots and how you want to play it, like that clash of philosophies. Talk me through the, the process of like we're making this team try and work. Um, I feel like some of the main problems in the team was that there were some royal clashes, um, 
Colzer wasn't a captain, so that was a problem as well. He was doing it like well, but like not having like a main captain wasn't was like not the best idea. And like for example, me, I'm not that much of like an open guy, and like I need some time to like have a friendship with someone, like getting to trust someone is just, like kind of hard for me. I'm like kind of holds that kind of aspect and um i think that's some of the problems that basically didn't make us the brazilian phase for example yeah because if i if i follow up like if if i compare the the initial formation of of the zero zero nation roster that 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 what could have been and i compare to the the pickup that they've done with like the core of of the, that godsend roster, mm. I feel like they're actually more set up to succeed because the, you know you're bringing over analysts, coaches. You've got a like a core foundation, and there's less to adjust. Would you would you agree with that that kind of? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like they have been playing together since like what a, a year ago. That's like way easier. They just gotta adapt. Like basically, Colzier and Try that we're playing since January together. So it's like. Just way easier than just getting five players, adapt them to a style they're probably not used to, and then getting a new coach. And you know, some players were not used to living in Europe. They they gotta be used to that, and that's like a whole process that wouldn't be like successful in three months, for example. Yeah. Can yeah. we? Can we? Uh, can we? I want to uh, know more about like the time where before you you first joined team one what were you like what team were you on before like how did you get in contact with team one how did you join them that was kind of funny i was playing for infinity esports uh -huh. we were a team formed of three colombians and two guatemalans um then i didn't like the team anymore i felt like we were getting like some toxicity going on and uh then i they basically decided to go to bench it was on May of 2020. Then I saw that TRK was going to the MIBR bench. So I was playing against... Uh, it wasn't May. It, it wasn't May as well. Yeah. So I was playing against Pesadello and Burton in rank S. I remember like, I dropped 30 on them or something like that. It was a Mirage bug. <laughs> and Pesadello went to... T no, it was not Pesadello. It was Maluki. He messaged me on Twitter. He said that... They were needing a fifth, and uh, if I was agreeing to like communicating Portuguese, you know, like uh -huh. a mix of Portuguese with Spanish, and I agreed, and I and I was like a stand-in for them at the start of May, and um, then they liked me as a player. They liked how I was how I was fitting in the team, but the problem was was the language. So out of an hour, I was like. Learning Portuguese by myself when I started talking it like three months after or something, or something like that. That was quick. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry yeah. to cut anybody off, but are, are you telling me you got a tryout offer from a Mirage Pug? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Bro. That's awesome. That's how, that's how it that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. hear stories of that, right? Where, you yeah. know, um, these puggers come out of nowhere, you know, playing FPL, rank S, you know, getting tryouts, right? That's how they found Mercury and Mosaic for Rare Adam. It was not from just from there that they knew me. Yeah. I used to play scrims against them. Okay. MDL from Infinity. It was but like the like the um, important match that they 
saw that was good, it was from that pug, basically. So, Infinity, um, did you live here in the United States then? Nah, I was living in Guatemala. Okay, do you get good ping to the U.S.? Yeah, I get to like 70, 80 to most of the U.S. servers. Oh, okay. That's not Damn, bad. bro, yeah. that's good. How, how, is, how is the Guatemalan scene? Like the um, Central Central America scene, how would you say it? Like everyone knows the Brazil, like Argentina, but not a lot of people know like the Guatemala, like Colombian, everything above Brazil. How is that scene? Um, being honest, right now, I think like the best level of CS, like in Central America, like North Latin America, is from like from us. Like if we get to like play in our championship, and we get to play like Central America. North Latin America, like we like we play against, for example, Guatemala versus Colombia. I'm pretty sure that Guatemala will win that. Just for saying that. And it's not like the scene is like giant, for example. It's just like being honest. Really good players, like that could be something. There are just like four more other than, than me playing CS right now. It's just like I get those four, and that's gonna be my team. Just me and plus four. That's the good Guatemalan scene. Is is CS the most popular sport in Guatemala? Mm, definitely not. Definitely it's Valorant and uh, oh, Valorant and uh, <laughs> like Fortnite. Yeah. What the? Oh man. Yeah. You're a rare. You're a rare one. <laughs> I am. Um, I want to come back to the language deficit, like. Was that a huge factor? Because you know you speak Spanish, and you said you go into a Portuguese team. Like, how was that a huge factor in like in like Team One and Zero Zone Nation, or did in you learn one, Portuguese? In Team One, I was feeling like more comfortable because they were kind of used to like listening to me, and they would like understand fast what I was trying to say. But in Zero Zero Nation, as we were like forming everything up, they were not like used to what I was. Talking, or I wasn't feeling comfortable with like communicating what I was trying to do. So, for example, if I wanted to do like a play, I I had to think first what I wanted to say, then say it, then do it. I would like delay my play, and then I will mess the time up, like the timing, and then the play wouldn't work. So it was something like that, and um, I think that also happened in Team One, but. It's not like it happened that often as it happened in serious reason because I wasn't feeling like many like so much comfortable that kind of stuff. And it's not the same like in English. Like I feel more comfortable in English than like, with oh, that wow. pre like with that previous like uh ex experience you had of the languages. Would you ever consider joining like, an international team or anything like that? Definitely, like that's my plan right now. Like if it's not like a North American team right now, I. I'm like looking forward to joining on your international team, definitely. You tell us, you got anything you want to leak? Any offers? Any offers? Leaks? Nothing. Like, Damn. Right now, there's nothing. Hey, guys, listen. Anybody out there that has any sort of pull, comfortable speaking in English, wants to join rosters, like. Liquid. So, so, so Mobs. Listen, he's there. <laughs> You're, not caught so up in sanction deals either. So you're not comfortable with Portuguese still, right? Unless it's with um, Team One, your former teammates. Yeah. So would you would you ever 
go play with another Brazilian team? I will, yeah, but it will take some time to like me getting okay. used to the new teammates, you know, like getting the, to like trust the way of me speaking to them, you know, like mm. weird, yeah. And uh, moving forward, uh, we I wanted to hear about how did how did you get poached from Team One to Zero Zero Nation? It was weird. <laughs> it was really weird because. I'm gonna link it. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I was, I was in talks with Complexity before they were going to get Fang, and at the end they were they got Fang instead of me, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm saying Team One. Now, now the um, Team One CEO messaged me the Cold Zero wins me, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Ain't no way. Ain't no way a legend okay. in the community message says he wants you and you just say, damn. Yeah, but I was like, being honest, I didn't want to go. Like, at first, I didn't want to go. Mm. I was wanting to stay in Team 1, but they convinced me. They were like, they told me about the project. The CEO talked to me and he said that it will be like really good for me for my future. So I was like, well, let's give it a go. I accepted the offer. And it was like that. Like, first they talked to the CEO, I think. And then I got messaged by Colzira to like convince me as well. And I was like, back and forth, back and forth. And then I was, yeah. That's basically how it happened. It was really weird. Interesting to know that Cold is the mastermind behind the whole thing. You know, he's, he's hand picking. His squad, yeah. Well, so, oh, uh, you guys informed Art? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. Go uh, ahead. So the reason why people were looking at you because, or people like you, you drew a lot of attention because uh, you you were playing really well. Um, I think it was that that pro league, right? I can't remember what season it was. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So, like, your name started coming up after your performances. But uh. Oh. Go ahead, Anthony. Sorry. So, I mean, oh, I didn't have anything that like controversial to say, Mobs. I just had a question for you. Since like, since we're like really doubling down on CS here, I thought I'd lighten the mood. Uh, what what's your favorite pizza? Pizza. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, like? Like you know, if you if you and your buddies are like having a little bit of a sleep over a slumber party, if you will, like playing some video <laughs> hey, games. Yo. Um, and you call in one of the pizza places, like, what do you, what do you order from them? Hard. He, he eats pineapple. I swear to God. I like it. There's he no likes it. My man. No way. <laughs> my man. No, my man, that. That's not a my man moment. Right. Well, he said we're pineapple. waiting. I like that one, or... Pepperoni one. Pepperoni. Okay. okay. Pepperoni's okay. fine. Pepperoni's fine. Um, okay. and one more thing I have to ask you. You said you were outside, right? Yeah. Can you touch grass? Right now, I'm not able to. Rats. <sighs> That's all I got for you, man. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to what Yumi started off with. Uh, when Zero Zero Nation was first formed with Try and yourself coming in uh -huh. with um Leo Cold. And VSM, 
I, I, I agree with Yumi. I was like, oh my gosh, this team is going to be insane. You know, so much firepower. Like, they're going to be ones to watch out for. But you guys really never clicked outside of that one upset victory at the major against Liquid. You guys, like, dominated them. And then you guys went on, went on to lose the next three games and get eliminated. Walk us through, like, what happened, like, what happened at, at, at the major. Uh, this is even sad to remember. Like, when we beat Liquid, I was mm-hmm. like, it's going to happen, you know? Like, yeah. I was, yeah, it's happening. But everything just fell apart. I don't know. Like, we were having, like, the little bounce off of the wall, you know? Like, we were, like, from the down on the floor, going up, and then bouncing off the wall, and going back to the floor again. We were, like, mm-hmm. having the little power up and then everything just fell down fell apart and we just we were like having some problems already and i don't know i feel like that was the last the last round the last round we had we were in the, like we were like okay we have some problems we know that we have the problems this is probably like the last event for some and we gotta do like the best run we can. And once we beat Liquid, we were like, okay, we're doing well. Keep doing like this. Mm-hmm. And then we got against Complexity, we got 65, and uh, everything just fell apart. And then I feel like we were like broke or something. We were like broken. And uh, we started losing. And yeah, we got disqualified and effort major. That's how it, how it ended. So once you guys got eliminated, that's when, you know, talks came about on roster changes? Yeah. Okay. Like, right right away. Like, I re- ended, yeah. room meeting, what are you guys going to do? Mm-hmm. That, that was basically it. Are you still under contract? Yeah. You are. I'm still okay. under contract. And uh, the initial reports I, I read, I, I thought I read, like, Try was also going to get benched. Is that true? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. My uh, man don't want to leak. Come on now. He's got friends there. Real real quick, uh before anyone else has questions, there's a viewer, uh Lati CSG in Twitch chat wants to know uh what are your thoughts about Try? Oh, he's really good. <laughs> like he's definitely one of the best offers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But he ha- he just needs some more experience, some more time to see me. He's just gonna pop off, like I'm pretty sure. And uh, he's like a really cool guy. I was like outside of the game, he's mm-hmm. really cool. He's kind of quiet as well. He's like a little, a little child, but he's cool. I I just like him. Like he's he's a really good friend, and uh, I enjoyed playing with him. Yeah. He was really good. And I miss him currently as well. But you know, I just wish him the best, man. Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna make it. Like he's he's really talented. Yeah, I, I want to confirm what you're saying about Try. When I watch his demos, he hits, he he's he's like Modesty levels to me. On, honest yeah, to God, he's, like that's how good he is. He yeah, yeah. He so, uh, Saga, you had a question. Question. A lot of people talk about the mobs, de- the mobs deagle. What do you can tell us about your deagle plays? Like, um, like, would you consider yourself one of the best deagle players in the world? Being honest, uh, yeah. Better than Nico. Better than Nico. 
say it. Say it so we can clip it. Say it so we can clip it. I don't think it's like better, but it's kind of getting it. It's getting there. Top five, probably. Like, if there was a round where my team is full of clocks and I get to kill one with eagle, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna kill two more with eagle, and my teammates are gonna win the round. Like that's how it is. All the confidence. Yeah, it's like a flow state. And it's like if I get that if I get that one motherfucker, I'm killing this whole team yeah, right now, and I'm winning that, this goddamn round. That's all I that, feel like. That even happened. I think it was against uh, it was against Gambit. <laughs> Are there rounds where you'll just like sit in a corner and hope that like pray to God that they just walk in for that first kill? Then you just go eight mode. Not only just holding, like I would just swing, get one, then just swing again, get another one, get into the site, get another one, and they just. Go to save because they know they lost the round. There you yeah, go, everybody. Bro, not, he really just swings that moment. Counter strike <laughs> is easy. <laughs> that's my deagle. That's your deagle. Just shoot him, lol. Well, um, I know you said uh earlier that you might be you're interested with opportunities working with uh international teams, but most recently you helped your former teammates team one qualify for ECL in regulation. Uh, is there a chance that you could go back to Team One? Um, I was in talks with them, but I'm not gonna go back. I already denied the offer. There was on, there was an offer going on, but I denied it. I just want to give give the try to the English language, you know, like. Okay. I've never played on an English team, or like an English speaking team, and I feel like the like, like that's the best language that I feel comfortable on. And I just give it. I just want to give it a try. And yeah, I just want to try it. Yeah, I hope uh, you know, EG and or Cole are looking at you. So yeah, dude, we need it. <laughs> Swear to God, bro. Damn, Guatemala. Yeah, what's up? I'm back. <laughs> He's back, boys. You heard it. Where are? Where is HLTV? Get the article up, bro. <laughs> Wait, whatever you're asking, like, I couldn't hear a single thing. No, <laughs> <not that cute. laughs> oh, shit, I thought he was Re- just agreeing with us. Re- repeat it. Repeat it. Catherine. Repeat Anthony. what? I was just making a joke. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, so... So, that's settled, right? Your next team, you're looking at international English speaking. Yeah. Okay. Alright, a little like outside of like CS, like what like what sports, like other games do you like to do? Um, I like Apex Legends, like outside of CS and Respect. um in the um, in the real world world, um I just like football, like soccer. There we go. I was kinda good at it, but like, you know, I started gaming and I just gave it away. So yeah, but I was kinda good at soccer. CS have more important. Smash. Yeah, I have, and that was kind of good. <gasps> which one? Which one? Which one? I used to play the the Wii one. You know, like the brawl. Smash Four. Ugh, never mind. I used to play with Lucas. It was okay. Never mind. That's kind of bald. That's yeah. a Chad move. <laughs> don't don't mind us. Just two geek. You're just two geeks geeking out over something. I mean, it sounded like you just right. tried to gatekeep him. You were just like, oh wow, just we Smash accept you. That's, that's crazy. Sma- yeah, well, Smash Smash Four. 
Come on, it's now. a bad game. You elitist. Widely known. Guys, just trying to have some fun. At least he played Lucas. If he would have said Bayonetta, I would have asked him politely yeah, to leave. Uh, I'm, I ask everyone this every, every single week. You yeah. have you dabbed in Valorant? Um, I've tried it a couple times, but I don't like that game. There we go. That's the that's the response no I love. Facts. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> I feel like this is the man NA needs, bro. Yeah, this is, like, this is any other savior player that even if he's not like smart or something, he will just one tap you like out of nowhere. Like he will accident you or something. I don't like that game. This is like perfect. I don't like. Right, I was talking about yeah. swinging wide with deagles and then says accidented. Yeah, but I'm not accidentally. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> Here, here's the thing: if you didn't, if you didn't hate the game currently, you would hate it in six months anyway. So you know, it's it's a never-ending cycle. That's always why all these CS players keep coming back. You know, like true. It's almost like it wasn't the game. Yeah. One vanity back. And it's also why the Valorant community seems to just like froth at the mouth as soon as a CS player is even like close to retirement. It's like, oh, Valorant, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, right. did you see the Xset tweet where they announced Stewie? Oh, man. <laughs> is that real? No, it was, I got it, baited. Oh, I got baited, I'll I got be baited honest. Too. I got I baited by it, too. I'm like, what the fuck? And I went <laughs> to Stewie's Twitter. I want right. Zeltz's back. All right, Miles. Um, you know, this is what, our podcast fairly new. Is there any comments you want to say uh, to all your fans, also to also the listeners on the podcast before we, before we close out the interview process? Um, I want to... I wanna... First, like first of all, I want to thank Nard for inviting me to the podcast. Like, I enjoyed it. I'm like, you guys know a lot about CS, and it's good to have some people like this. And then it's good. And I also want to thank the the people following me that have been rooting for me and supporting me throughout like early in CS. I want to thank them so much. And also want to thank my family who has been supporting me all the way up since like I started playing since like 1.6. And yeah, I want to thank everyone who has been behind me and also for the nard podcast listeners thanks for listening to the podcast and hope you guys enjoy it big hug for everyone all right mobs uh, is it before before he uh he goes anyone has any questions because he's got to go no man just thanks for coming yeah <laughs> uh, by the way well. yeah best of luck uh and hopefully complexity hands you another offer thank you or even EG, so. Or EG. Or, or EG. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see you soon on a roster. You're, yeah, you're we'll see you soon. For sure. Yeah. We believe. We believe. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, man. All right. See you later, man. Bye, Miles. Since we had to do the interview first, we're going to hit the, the fast recap of all the news that happened. Ooh, that's good. So where are we going to start? We'll start the G2 stuff. Pretty much the big, the big rumor, right? Yeah. Rumor? It's well, it's confirmed now. It, it, was, it, was, it rumored was rumored initially, right? Yeah. I was about to say, bro. Yeah, so... The the, the coach... Has the coach been uh, confirmed, too? I don't hear Alexi No, B. no. It's only Alexi B. So what happened was Blix reported this on the 12th, which was five days ago, saying yeah. Alexi B and X-Test getting, were getting replaced. But um, Carlos said no on Twitter. But that's what most what or 
Fork owners do, right? They deny the mm -hmm. changes. Well, are they just gonna go out there and say, yeah, yeah guys, uh, <laughs> by the way, the report, <laughs> spot on. What's you guys got us. What's interesting as well was Nell, you know the reporter Nell? Yeah. He he said no too. Like he he put he posted a gif uh saying like head shaking no. So I was like wait, 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 wait. Go yeah. back. He posted a what? A, a, a gif. 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 Thank GIF. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, you guys like Nell is very um accredited. Like Yeah. Like I was like, okay, so this is not true then. And then all of a sudden Alexi B was it today? Or was uh, it yesterday? yesterday I think. Like, yesterday, during like during yesterday. Cologne, like during a Cologne match, I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is so random, like, all of a sudden. He was in that talking room. He was like, <laughs> hell nah, guys, I can't solve this. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm like, okay. And then Carlos retweeted it either today or yesterday, his his tweet. So, Alexi is leaving. Confirmed. Yeah, this is... This... with you. I uh, don't know go. why they got rid of Nexa in the first place. Like, mm, if mm. you had problems with him, sure, whatever. But what I felt G2 was looking for was results. And the one way to not do that, like weeks before one of your biggest events, is change out an IGL who's going to change your whole system. I think if you are making a change to get better results, why the hell is Jack still there? Let's be real mm. with ourselves. Like, they just, they just IGL swap. Like, OG and G2 just IGL swap. I mean, I get Alexi B has got experience with these stars, but why would you bring in somebody who's probably going to reformat your whole system when you're looking for results quickly? They've they've also had to implement Monacy and bring him up to speed with Tier 1 Counter-Strike, which is not an easy feat. Like, we always knew there was going to be an adjustment period when it came to the AWP, and for, for all intents and purposes, on certain maps, Monacy looks right at home. You know, mm -hmm. I think Nuke is the one that really stands out because they never really played it in, like, his academy teams. There's a lot more sort of intricate sort of anti-striding that happens on the top end as well. So even if you do prepare your baseline, like you have to constantly adapt and almost work off a feel. I, I'm not going to pretend like I was a massive fan of the Alexi B move. I, I appreciated that they wanted to go with like a more structured system. But I think we saw um, from, from their attendance at the Major that even when they were running a more structured system, it felt like Nico was having like a, a, a bit of a deterioration in terms of his statistics or even in the lead-up to the Major, that, that felt like the case. And it's been a bit hot and cold with one of their biggest star players. And I don't know if that's like system on, system off, from event to event, but it almost feels like Nico wasn't able to pull resources from Alexi or like break down the system to let him play, which means that you're not like weaponizing all of your tools the right way. Um, but this is like a big black mark on Alexi B's career, in all honesty. Like, if he's able to build up an OG squad and make them relatively competitive, never really a top form team, and then go to a team that has way better components and still not make it work, like this, this does call into question. Like as as articulate and as great as he is at like these micro moments that seem to get voice clipped, and everyone's like, "Oh, Alexi B is so smart," and yeah. you know he offers a lot. Even if he's able to provide all of that, is he not better fitted to like a coaching role or an analyst role or something that's a little bit more detail oriented instead of during the games? Because he hasn't been able to manifest any of these ideas in the server and get the results that they were looking for. My problem with this move or this idea that he's even leaving the squad is who on God's green yep. earth do you pick up to replace him? Like I can think of literally like one name and that's the only name that I have had suggested to me Shout out Mog, by the way. He he was the one that sort of planted this seed in me. Was that boom? Maybe Tabson. 
That's about as best the best I got. Yeah. I could see Tab soon. Well, oh, you think I don't think Bigger gonna let him go? That guy is the heart and soul of that team. No, I don't think so either. That's, but that's, no, hell no. Who do you go to? G two do have fuck but, you money. Like that is something I mean, they could do. The issue with Tabson is he's the face of Big Clan. Like there's no way that you're not yeah. just losing your IGL, you're losing your brand too. Uh, yeah. And also, by in my uh, my opinion, the best player that's on Big. I know Searson Searson hits cool off shots, but uh, the. The spots that Tabson plays, especially on the CT side, is is so impactful, and the the performance that he's able to do it with as well is actually super insane. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I mean, the move would work. Is it going to happen? I, I would. I would be amazed if it did. I'm not going to bet anything. Maybe it does. But well, I don't think Tabson's leaving either. But it would look no. It, it would look really good for G two, like on like mm -hmm. if they picked them up. But like the, with God B coming back to coach too, CSGO, and him and God B yeah. go way back, right? With uh, yeah. energy, so and they're like best friends. So I don't think he's leaving, mm. uh, no matter do, how, how much is offered. Why do I have the feeling Nico IGL is coming back? Yeah, I know. I'm like, hey, pick up mobs. <laughs> I mean, like I could see it. It makes sense to have something like that. But realistically, G two. They've got to have something already decided. I know you're going into player break, but I don't think they want to spend half of that player break trying out people, mm -hmm. trying out people, trying out new systems. I think they have to already be on to something for them to have made this decision. Well, the only player I could think of, maybe, I mean, what do you guys think about Alex? You know, X-Taz was his former coach in Vitality. Maybe now he just signed a contract maybe. with Fnatic. And he's bench, so, so I don't know. Wait, I, was, Alex? I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Alex is bad bench, bro. Come on now, what are you um, worried I'm stupid. Brain yeah. off. Yeah, Fuck he me. Messy calling these days. I definitely just think I, I think I'm more suited with the idea of somebody in G2 being an IGL. I, I think that's what they're better off doing. Like it'd be so much easier to just find a new player who's gonna be able to adapt to that system and have that like firepower. I mean, Nico honestly makes the most sense to me, obviously considering the previous experience. Then I mean what you're comfortable with, that system that was already in place can still be there. Then you just like bring a new player up the speed, bam, you're ready to go. Um, which yeah, that's player, that's which player would you bring? So me if you, personally, if you I say Nico's know. IGL, yeah, who are you bringing yeah. in? Yeah, like you, like you already have Jax who goes in first and does like all like you know the, bit, let, the bitch stuff, right? Wait, like, wait, and, let, and let's say and, like everyone would love to say he can there, but let's say he's getting picked up by Liquid. Let's let's say like, he's, I think. You'd, you need another player. You need another player yeah. like Jax on his team, right? Like they have Monas, Hunter, oh. <laughs> Hunter Nico, who, who have who need a lot of space and like like they're all playmakers, those three, right? So you need somebody to do like the dirty work alongside Jax. Hmm. So I, I really don't know. That's the problem. Like I don't feel like anybody suits I don't think anybody fills those roles that is on the market right now. That's yeah, also, Almanac is off the market for those wondering. Sorry, it was just memeing. G2, like, this this problem isn't starting now. This problem's been a thing. Like, not even before Alexi V joined, but even before that, when they were yeah. making consistent roster shuffles. I don't, like, hear me out. What if none of these players are the problem, but there's just a big problem in G2 with that core? Like, something isn't working. Yeah, we'll have to wait like, and see what Alexi says, right? Like, what was the issue? Yeah. Like, you have, like, three, like, mindsets. Alexi's one, Ekstaz's one, and then Nico's one. So, like, like, what? I don't know. Like, 
But G2, like when this roster was first formed, bringing in Alexi, bringing in Modesty, like everyone's like, oh man, they have yep. all the pieces to win. And we, and like they played really well in the first tournament, Katowice, getting to the finals, almost taking down FaZe. And ever since, it's not been looking good for them. And they haven't I... found a way to repeat that success. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, Nico's the problem. I wouldn't be. I I really wouldn't be. Um, I mean, he's one of those players that'd be hard to get rid of, but it's also known in the past that he has not been the most player friendly mm. to work with. And again, this is like a consistent problem yeah. on G two. I even think back when what, like when Kenny S was still playing, there was a bunch of emotional issues in the team. Um, and again, I mean, I don't have too much to support my call here, mm. but. Like, that's that's the only thing I can really think of right now. I mean, that is like, the rumor, right? Like, I mean, Nico has has had issues in the past with his teammates. I don't know how true it is, so I don't want to say anything about that. But Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you get rid of Nico, then you might have to get rid of Hunter because, you know, those two are, like, best of friends. Well, they're not, they're not going to be got rid of. Like, you can't get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. You just signed yeah. to do an extension. They're still, like, the face of the team because, like, you know, oh, my God, Nico's crazy. Oh, my God, Hunter's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just a problem for G2 that you can't really solve. Like, now you've got to find somebody who could either lead the team, IGL, pick it up and, you know, just kind of bend in with the system, can deal with someone like potentially Nico just egoing them or being annoying the whole time, <laughs> and still come up to speed within the player break and meet the, I, I assume, growing demands of the G2 staff who are like, we need these results. It's so hard, right? Like, where do you go if you're G2? You let Nico IGL and you bring in somebody. Do you bring in IGL? It's just I think you have to. Which which bring in IGL? I think you have to. No, I think you have to let Nico IGL because if in theory, if Nico is the problem, mm -hmm. then just having him IGL would be the easiest. Like, okay, well, how do you want things to go? Boom. Then have somebody catch up to speed with him. Maybe probably honestly, I could see them bringing in a, like another younger player, so you can try to like mold him. Maybe even. So then you don't have like personalities clashing because it already kind of seems like the three Jacks, Nico, Hunter, all in cahoots. Then you've got Monas or Monasi who you're like molding to tier one. Bring in another player like that who can just fill in those like like those anchor roles, those bitch spots. Yeah, and you're set. Like I could see that working out really well. Sorry, is there another? Uh, I, I apologize yeah, for, yeah. for dropping out, but if there is there another name that was suggested while I was away? No, uh, we just said no. Alex. That's it. We said okay. Alex, and we're talking about the Nico IGL in spot. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I mean, another contender is, I guess, if Kindar is like, hey, I might, maybe I'll Captain Liquid. Like, uh -huh. he's also a person that you could theoretically get away with, like, a Nico in-game leader and then have Yakindar there as somebody that, like, if, if, you're, if you're looking at Nico in-game leading, you would probably replace Jax and you would get somebody else as well on top. Um, that way you have... I've been saying that for years a bit more firepower and you have like a fluid dynamic uh, to a certain degree or maybe you can just takes over to a certain degree because i think the respect is there and i think that's something that i i think i remember speaking uh to to maui about um maui and thorin they were talking mm -hmm. about like nico's also been a player that you've you had to almost like pass the nico test to get on teams with him or like be able to to contend or have that level of respect because i think yeah. there is an ego check that you have to you have to pass at the door to a certain degree. Um, and I think Yakindar would pass that by, by all intents or all intents and purposes. Everything you're saying makes so much sense. But 
I am so damn sure that we will be seeing pen to paper within the next few days from Yekandar on Liquid. Like, the only way I see something like that going awry is, and I don't know, I mean, obviously, again, like that FU money that Carlos has got, like, maybe they just say, here's a bigger check to do the same thing here. But, but Liquid has the Liquid has money, too. They're has, well, I, I know, but I'm saying that's the problem. Like, I feel like something has to go awry with the Liquid deal, but it's already happened. Stewie 2K. Yekinder is in good hands like, no. himself. Like, Yekinder can, like, oh my god, Yekinder is about to get paid the bag. He's like, uh, yeah, G2 offered me this. Uh, you're going to <laughs> have to double it, Liquid. Yeah, like and, a bidding war, yeah. Yeah, right? It's going to... Congrats to Yekinder. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about Nico or Nico having ego issues, then, like, Stewie is not going to fit. Stewie is not going to fit. What's funny is Stewie it, was it, looked at. Do you guys hear that? I did before know. before uh, EG was formed, he hmm. I th I can't remember who said it or where I read it, but Nico Nico wanted uh, Stewie to come to G two. Damn, bro! Yeah. Holy nah, bro! That would not work. I'm gonna tell you that after right his time now. with after his time with Liquid. So, can I clarify? It's not an ego issue. It's just simply like there's a certain caliber and a certain like killer instinct that a lot of like elite players have. And sometimes, you know, you don't pass the vibe check. Like, you haven't got the credibility or maybe you don't have the right, like, optics attitude. Like, there, there are certain factors that go into... Because I know for a fact that even, even among, like, uh, in, in, in sort of any workplace, from the outside looking in, you see somebody, maybe you don't initially think you're going to get along with them, right? But that will act, almost act like it's like a gatekeeping element to a certain degree, even if you don't intend it to. I think uh, I think that's that's good for um, talking about Nico and G two, but let's move the storyline to where Alexi's gonna go. I think NA. Nah, I think NA is pretty decided already. I, I feel like most of the stuff when it comes to NA turmoil is pretty much already down, like back down to uh, earth. I feel like it's already settled. I have I, a I have a real question um, okay. about ATK, um, and uh -huh. I think. They might be close to making more changes. Um, I think personally, their performance—they've come so freaking close uh, in so many of these qualifiers. So, I think there is a real possibility that they could make another change. Come this, uh, come this. I I'm not sure how much you know about like the NA scene and what ATK does here, Yumi, <laughs> but. I I mean, I'm familiar with the fact that that's, what I'm, saying. Saying. that's what I'm saying. I was about to bring that up. I was like, we're talking about CP. Sorry. I thought I, for some reason, I thought I heard NA. What I? I don't fucking know. My man Vice said, hey guys, look at this. Yeah, I, I actually, I, did, I thought I heard we did, NA. Well, I did say well, I th I, yeah, we're talking about yeah. NA, but like ATK does not have the Alexi B kind of money anyway. Yeah. So okay, we, no, we, oh, to, it was, oh, it was in that in context. NA, yeah, 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 yeah. Like EG, EG or Cole, EG or Cole. You think they could, yeah, uh, you they could uh, get Alexi, maybe? Uh, EG, maybe, but I think they're already decided. I could see Cole. I mean, EG have already had the rumors about Neil and Hooksy. So, hey, but Alexi um, be freed up. So, I don't know. Unless they, you know. <laughs> I might go out on the limb and say I'd rather take Hookie over Alexi B. Maybe I don't know. You know, I mean, this is a, this is an old classic argument, but I think uh -huh. Hookie has a little bit more firepower than Alexi B. Ah, here we <laughs> go, Hell nah, bro, bro. I was the biggest Copenhagen Flames oh, coper on this planet. Hell nah, he ain't got more firepower. <laughs>
I am still. You think Alexi B has firepower? I still. I don't think I'll, he has firepower. I still rate Alexi B a really good IGL, and I, I think yep. he's better than both of those two listed, Hooksy and Yulin. So, agreed. Yeah. True. True. Like that's Who's, not about who, firepower. It's comparing wet dog yeah. shit to dog shit. Which would you rather smell? And like, like you know, you guys like. I think Yumi brought it up earlier, where Alexi like likes microing. Well, with this G two roster, you can't really do that, right? With all these experienced players. Maybe if he goes to EG or Cole, he could bring back his old calling style that saw the success of Ents or OG. Like, so you're saying, Alexi, okay, if he doesn't go to NA, like, where in EU would he go then? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It just kind of feels like most teams are set for their IGLs right now. Um, I, I probably see like a new project he's going to do, like a, like a young finish. project. Something like that, yeah. What are Fnatic I mean, up to? X7 and Ariel are making a project with Harvey, aren't they? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. Is that... That is... Sorry, I'm pretty sure that's not on our docket, is it not? Well, the Harvey changes? Yeah, we'll, we'll hit that up soon. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we put Alexa B in the pocket and pull him away. <laughs> Just like, come back, buddy. <laughs> you, pull, you pull a Dr. Evil beam, come back. Or, yeah, if you really want an in-game leader, you go to MSL, in which case he just responds, you must have been really desperate to come to me. <laughs> here's, here's the plan. We put a roster together. MSL, Nifty, then whoever the hell else you want to throw in there. I feel like MSL. The toxic but... turn boys. I, I think the one highlight is we have no idea who G2 can possibly pick up. Yeah. Like, can you uh, mute your... Mute your browser? Yep, nah, gotcha. Man, no gotcha. way. Rookie My bad. Mistake. Uh, I think that's that's it. Uh, for, I think that's uh, enough. Yo, we, we, have, Maxi, yeah? we have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Sire, do you want to move on? Bring back one? Yeah. Let's. Um. The other big news was the Dexter signing with OG. I wasn't shocked because after how good he played in OG and uh, Blast. But I thought he was gonna go to Ents. I thought they're gonna make a move, but but seeing how you played in OG, I like the love of Dexter signing. What'd you guys take on it? Dude, I was shocked because Montu played really good in their <laughs> uh was it Rubet was their last event together? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And he yeah, like all of a sudden like it came out of nowhere, honestly. Even though like You had a feeling. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know, honestly. But Dexter, for sure, like when he stood in with them and I am Dallas, he just has that X factor. He's got that killer instinct and he's he's a top, I don't know, would you guys say top five? I can uh, see it. Yeah. He's performed like mm-hmm. it. He looked really good. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't just luck your way into a win over Navi. That's not how that works. So... Like, I, I liked it. I didn't see I'll, this as a surprise. It's got to be a team I decision, too. I, I thought it was to be OG or Ents. One of those two. It, OG, like, 70-30 over Ents. Because I thought oh, Ents going to make something. But actually, I love this for OG. It um, almost felt like he was just, like, on the... He was, like, on the dating app. And, he, you know, he saw OG... <laughs> he just swiped swipe right. They both matched. <laughs> yeah, they, they've, they, they've both matched. He, they've gone on one date, and Dexter is head <laughs> yeah, over heels. You know, like, that's... they've not... He's not explored other options. He's just uh, gone with his instincts I think, here. Nah, I, I totally want to agree with that because it <laughs> yeah. feels so early. Like, like to literally just played like one good. I guess he played a good event. I don't get me wrong, 
But I found it so hilarious that at Blast, they're like, no, Montu, he's not going to get replaced. Three weeks later, Montu, Montu gets booted. It just doesn't. Uh, well, it just feels like way too early for OG to, to jump on this, even though, I mean, it's branding, it's a good player, I mean, sure. It's a good move, like... It's a, what does that say about Montu? It sucks for Montu, I don't know, because... He wasn't even oh, playing bad! Ending. Was it COVID that put him out? I think it was. It might have been. Mm, but, I'm like, actually, I'm trying to think. But, he was playing well, like, we're all in agreement yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't sit out because, like, oh, you know, we're testing something new. I think he, it was called like, something <laughs> must have happened. Like, I mean, you could say unlucky, but like, I I, I want to think like, was he just like a dick? Did he just give everybody the finger? I, I like, was he just that bad of a teammate? Like in comms? I, I think it was. He got COVID. Let's try Dexter. He, look what he did on Spirit. Holy shit! We went this far. <laughs> Fuck it. We gotta sign this motherfucker because he's that damn good. He's that Sorry, Matsu. Yeah, he's that yeah. damn good, and he gives like really good energy. Like, I'm like, you yeah. just watch. He, like, he's so he gives so much hype. Yeah. Sorry, Montu, you are good. You'll find a team, mm -hmm. but we. If I had to get Dexter, I would get this guy because he's top five in opera wise. Yeah, Dexter's got know. good business prowess. You know, he's got yeah. firm handshakes and really strong high fives. Like oh, yeah, those slaps. Yeah. <laughs> shades they look fucking fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's next for Montu? Na baby. Oh my Why god, is that Here... the answer to everything. Why am I on this podcast? Everything is NA this, NA that. We're all save NA. We're on fuse here. Where would he go in EU though? Like honestly. I can see one team. One team I want to get see, but I don't think they're gonna do it. What what let's team? say it? Ents, Ents. But I don't think they're gonna do it because I think Ents is gonna keep the core. Yeah, I think, I think Hades fine. is fine. Or Hades. Yeah, Why would Ents change anything right now? I don't know, because I don't know if they're ever gonna win anything. That's that uh, that's true. I don't yeah, see Ence's team that's gonna win something. Yeah, that's my take on Ence. Like the always like the, the semis. TSM of old. Get get the semis, never win. Always make playoffs and never win. That's that's my take on them. But like, where else would he go? Stream. I don't know. <laughs> Time for him to go Long back to the German ends. scene. And Evil is genius. Yeah, that's proud. Oh man, Sprout <laughs> make a roster change every three weeks. We're just gonna make an NA roster over here with all EU players. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that was old complexity, no? Was it? Yeah. Well, like, with Rush. And cold and yeah, stupid. Like, he's not. I think. He's not I EU. think Montu's like. <laughs> it's sad that he went off OG, but I think he has an opportunity to get signed somewhere. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a good opera. The the difficulty that he has is that first off, he wasn't really an opera. Um, ahead of his his signing like he'd he'd been opening for mm -hmm. a short period of time i think before he joined og and he was like really molded to be the the opera that og needed um under the alexi b system so first off he came from rifling uh, i think that's a pretty big positive for him is that he's not just dead weight when it comes to to rifling um and i do wonder whether he'll re-explore that because maybe it won't just it, may, it just might not hit the same opening under any other in-game leader um like the system would have been developed to allow a certain amount of leeway for Montu, where other systems may not allow that that kind of space. Like I'd even compare it to the likes of Rops from from Maus to Rops with Phase. You know, after Carrigan left, it felt like Rops was a little lost in certain areas, or he he was trying too hard to like combat the the system that was trying to be developed. And when he goes to join Phase, like he's given that that amount of room because he knows that's what Carrigan can do for him. You know, um, so. 
I, I could I could even see him rifling is what I'm trying to say here from Antu because I think there there can be that sort of um, I'm missing you element to to the relationships that you form in teams. Uh, before we move on, the OG lineup, how would you guys rank it? Can they push actually like winning stuff? Of this I think so. Yeah, with Dexter like, on this team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it a lot. You right, got the young stars think... and Neo Frag and Fiku on the rise, and Flames is he's he's really good at entering. So I feel like they're ends two point oh. Yeah, yeah. Here's which here's is what we can do. not going to be winning anything. It, it, it's <laughs> it's a little bit less that. heartfelt than than ends. I think ends was a bit yeah. more of a passion project than OG is really. Like this feels a little bit Frankenstein-y. Yes, but they have got I think a higher ceiling. Let's move on. You to could that. take Mantu Valde Nico, Nikodaz Zyph or not Nikodaz, uh, Hooksy Zyphin. I'm gonna make a team right there. <laughs> like a bunch of these teams are just building budget phases. Like, come on, <laughs> OG <laughs> bench warmers, baby. Right. It's like, hey, they took one Lego brick out. Let's just try and combine them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, the uh, external fire, you know, aka space shoulders 2.0. Yeah. They uh, literally added pause. I have, I have a very hot, uh, okay. not even hot. Sorry, not a hot take, but a fervently angry take. Why would you kick X Floud, the one good role player on the team, who I, in my opinion, would value higher than Waxic on this squad? They booted him. I don't. Uh, I would work with him to try and develop him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been on the lineup for a year, but even then, the eye test for this player, watching him play in a lot of. Uh, I mean, he is. He's a. He is a great clutcher. He is a great defending side anchor. He is a great lurk. I know the stats. You look him up and you say, "Oh, just a 1.0 rating." This guy uh, is the glue of this team, and I feel like Eternal Fire just selling out with this move. Making space soldiers again. Yeah. I mean, well, space soldiers. I mean, space soldiers were. It's just space soldiers, but four years later. So, yeah. I, I think the funny thing is, is that like you considered that Eternal Fire have changed their leadership, what three times, four, four times maybe even since the formation of the roster, and hey, X Cloud, you have the least amount of clout out of any of these uh, these guys. Like, <laughs> especially after, especially after they kick Calix, like you are the yeah. punching bag, you are the scapegoat here. So it's on, like you're just on the lowest end of the chopping block. I think block, the so Calix kick was okay. Genu genuinely said. I think the yeah. Calyx kick was Didn't fine. I think I stand by every part of the Envy project, all the components, all of that old Envy. They're all just like, there's something wrong with them now. I, I know. Don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what ha what happened. There's like a new strain of, of infection going on. But that Envy roster, every piece has just been cursed. Yeah. Who was it? That was like Thomas, Calyx, Nifty. Um, Legia. That was a weird roster. Yeah, and then Scizor or something, right? And Mihu. Mihu. As well, Mihu. Yeah. Mihu, yeah. Cutler is what I'm thinking, but that was a different lineup. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. They honestly are cursed. But, like, Akalix just never performed on, uh, on, to the extent that we saw him. Like, he was a god on Envy, if, if people remember that. But, but the part um, I wanted to, to sort of highlight is that, like, you have X-Floud as uh, this role player. I agree with yes. him. Like, he does a lot of these things correct, and he has to deal with that change in leadership consistently throughout. As a player with, like, the least amount of experience, he's yeah. still holding at least his baseline while all of this is happening. And he's come off of, like, a hand injury, I think, as well. Like, he, yes. he was a missing piece. Oh, yeah, After right. he got injured, he came back. The team started performing well again. So now it's just, like... <laughs> 
I don't know what to say. Eternal Fire I, was a bit of a disappointment at the start. I'm bro, I, yeah. When I saw this news, I was bro momenting. So, yeah, anyways. God. So, anyways, I'll leave it at that. Anywhere. I don't think they go anywhere. Like, nope. Oh no, they're gonna be worse. They're going back to you know top fifty. <laughs> that's my opinion. That's my take too. Yeah, unless Antares and Waxic are like dropping like forty a game, like they just kick like. Oh, Zentaurus is already dropping 40 a game and it, it can't win. <laughs> That's why he said, and Woxic. Come on, <laughs> and you're asking Woxic to drop 40 in this uh, day and age, in this economy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, this roster has changed IGLs like three to four times already. And now, like, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have a real IGL until now. Like, well, and Major I'm, just came back from Valorant. So who knows? You know, he's pulling, but, pulling they, I'm not hating. I'm not hating so much on on the team, but there are just some questionable things. I think some Turkish fans are certainly hyped to see Paz and Major back in. Yeah, but I feel like it's just another last dance, and well, it might have you know that one off result to make the fans believe. Uh, I, I don't think this roster is going I, to be doing. I'm much. maybe not as doom and gloom because I think that they have enough time ahead of ESL Pro League, which they qualified for through the conference stages. Like they have true. enough time to show that they can make it work and. I don't think there are the excuses of, oh, hey, we've just made this new lineup, whatever. These people are coming back from Valorant. Like, you accepted all of these conditions ahead of this move. And for the, the heights as well, for, for Eternal Fire to get to ESL Pro League, you understood the, the consequences of this. So if they don't perform at that event, I think that's a very big indicator of where they're going to be even like six months down the line. Yeah. I just feel sorry for Exflod. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'll get picked up, though. He's a good player. All right, let's go uh, chat. Let's move on to the next um, other big news. It was Omnix signing with LDLC. Big L and W at the same time for Omnix. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw this on the list and I was just like, I, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. it's like, okay. I, don't know, I, I just, I don't know why he went here. I do I, not see. Yeah. Maybe he didn't Wait. have any other offers. I don't know. Wait, that's their lineup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's playing. I don't know who. I'm sorry if. These players are going to watch this podcast, but I don't know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, There's, yeah. For Oh, man. But I'm sorry. This yeah, is very much indicative are... of where the French scene is currently. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, a lot of, there's a lot of budding players that want the opportunity. LDLC have been reeling back their budget consistently from lineup to lineup. Like, they dropped that old Falcons roster, and then they made moves, and they're, like, competing against the other top French team, which is Heat. And LDLC don't have the funds to be able to make those moves. And, like... I sympathize with them. Like, even if they wanted to make moves, they sign these contracts for, for pretty extended periods of time. And if they want to sign new players, like, I think the players are all comfortable enough with each other that they're, they're going to say, like, hey, this is the, the, the minimum that you should ask for. And LDLC are probably just like, my wallet is feeling a little light right now. So I, I think this is, it's cool to see that they're developing talent, but this feels like Amanek, experienced head that's been at the top for, for a little bit, uh, for a decent amount of time, trying to, like, help them gain experience faster. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a perfect take. I'm assuming they're bringing... Uh, they, it would be probably... It might work out if they bring another exper yeah. experienced player, right? Like Shax, maybe? Uh, I remember... What was it? Like, Kenny yeah. S and Omenek were both talking about making a team at one point. There was that article and all those rumors. Yeah. I want to also clarify... Sorry, 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 sorry. I just also want to clarify. The reason we're laughing is because we literally saw a eight-player uh, eight lineup. So, <laughs> that caught me off guard. <laughs> They've got two players trialing, and this isn't the final look. You know, this is the draft version of the LDLC lineup. I mean, it's a cool move, but, like, is this going to make a dent on the scene long-term? Uh, probably not. Probably not. All right, 
Maybe it's Taco B too. I just feel bad for LDLC as an org where they used to be like major winners. I know. Way back in what 2014 or yep. something, 2013, and now it's just like this roster. <laughs> how far they've how far they've fallen. Is there anything else to say about this, or before we move on? Because I don't think so. Now hear me out. Go right ahead. Here's what LDLC could do. Right, you take Amanek. You already got him. Right, you just ditch everybody. Then who's sitting on the bench over in NA? Boom, shocks. Now. Who's sitting on the bench and looking for a team? Boom. Kenny S. Right? Now, hear me out. Dude, I'm telling you, they don't have the money. They just don't have the money. He's making French last dance. Major winning roster, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? That team, okay, besides Kenny S, uh, get Maka. If they had Maka instead, that roster would not actually be bad. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, bring back Happy from Valorant. Yeah, there we go. Yay! I don't know what he's doing. Is he still what is he? Is he a team on Valor? I don't know. Did he get kicked? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's definitely not playing on any pro teams. Uh, okay. All right. Let's move on to the finishing with the Havu changes. It's kind of sad. Sorry, um, I kind of spoiled this one as well earlier. So. Yeah, we, we did. We brought it up. I've got one hell of an idea. Alexi you know B. <laughs> After the- Why do I feel like it's going to happen, too? I, I feel like. Happen. I think it's going to happen. But. Uh, it also is kind of sad because you know Slowy has played with Habu literally his entire career. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's. I mean, I think he, he he's had honestly like a a pretty crazy storyline too because I think he proved himself as being a very competent player internationally at the start of 2020 when Habu Habu had like a miniature streak at the start of 2020. They're like, yeah, maybe this team has hope. And then they've been consistently going through shuffles with old Finnish players. They've never really had success. Slowy's been there the entire time. This boy has seen it all. Um, but now they're just making like massive changes, and they're just going to gut the lineup and start from scratch. So Here's my take. This is, my, this is what I got, they're going to do. Pick up Lexi B. Pick up Sergey. And not, what, what we have? A Finnish last dance. Is Sergey, isn't Sergey doing military service right now? Or <laughs> I think he's done. Well, Jesus. Everyone's doing last dances. Man, that ESPN documentary on the Bulls did so much work. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Alexi B would love to play with X7 and Ariel again, now that I think about it. Yeah. You know what would, could, would be cool? Because I, I swear I heard a rumor that, like, Yampi was considering uh, yeah. coming oh, yeah. back to Counter-Strike. Yeah, I, like, I heard that. I think that could be cool. Year. If that happens, um, yeah, you could definitely form a roster with him and Alexi, for sure. And Ariel and X7. And Maybe his younger brother, uh, Jimmy Fat, or how do you pronounce uh, Jim his name? Fat? Jim Pat. Yeah. Who's? Yeah. Was a Jim Pat. Okay. Who's apparently about, insane? So. What about Montu? Like, it have to be an I English speaking team. Finish. I mean, yeah. they could go all finish. They could sure, go. Like, they could go international. Yeah. I don't know like, if like, Ariel like, and X like, like Ents did. Like I mean, oh. Alexi B and Monty both have good connections, or both have connections with one another. Both have had some Dude. relatively and good Valde. success together. <laughs> and Valde, I mean, that could also like. There's just a lot of worlds, and I think Mantu could be on one of them because like this oh, this lineup. And and hey, there's an there's Nico as well. There's Danish True. Nico, and then when OG, OG. finally released Flames, it's look so at that! Bad. What a ro- what a lineup, guys! It's the one time I. You, never mind, bro. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, oh, dude. I've been just memeing this entire broadcast. Anyways. <laughs> so am I, but it's the one time I wasn't memeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at the lineup, uh, 
I mean, Alexi V coming back, I, I don't know how that history is going to, to pan out. Um, uh, it, it, it might go in a very, you know, interesting way where they just pick up a bunch of Finnish youngsters um, and, and try to work with that. But, I mean, they've kind of already been doing that. I mean, it's an interesting spot that the Finnish scene is in. Um, so, I think for, all I, I, all I think I really say is we'll see. That's right. Alu's already playing with a bunch of, like, prospects. Finnish players anyway, so oh, I haven't heard that name oh, yeah. in a while. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's playing with like Zori and somebody else in like advanced, I think. So mm. I remember seeing something about this lineup. Yeah, maybe just poach it, you know? Just like, hey, good job finding these people, Lalu. We're not taking you back. But we will take your friends. But they even have Twista as their coach. All I know is that if 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 we're in we're living in a world where Alexi joins a, a Finnish roster. I don't think he's going to be fine with Alu on the team. Mm. Oh, I don't think Put so. that one. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think full nationality lineups can really make it in global Counter-Strike. I'm not what saying... Are you talking about? Nah, bro, I don't what are you talking about? Nah, bro. What are you talking... You're actually don't. just dumb. Movie star riders. Give me other examples. Dude. Not to Spencer. They're not. They're the they, they speak they, the same language. And I'm Listen, saying like yeah. full just finished rot like lineups. I don't think that's gonna work. Well, you I, no, no, that's not what you said. You said full nationality lineups yeah. are the only uh, don't have what it takes to make it in global Counter Strike. Those are your words, and, and we only literally just had our first major win under any international representation. So please, just like I don't understand the take. I don't understand the take. Look, look, look. You've got a few teams like that, but I think if you're speaking for the future, fishing for players in your one region, I don't like the idea of it. I Dude, don't. Anthrat, you're just like playing like you know, build a bear with like international lineups, dude. Like fucking hell, <laughs> just like pick a. Oh, these players would do well together. Let me go ahead and you know just mash them together. This will work. I'm not saying they'll do well together. I'm just saying what I think is realistic. Like <laughs> I think it's realistic that Monty <laughs> could come in because he's got connections with some of the people. Anthony's or Stephen A. Smith gives the highest. Oh things. my god. Yeah. <laughs> Look, y'all. It's about that time. Alright, let's uh, it's a small uh towards the last two topics before we close it off. Um briefly we'll talk about the new CIS uh project with Edward and Bondic forming up uh, uh I'll just say this. <laughs> it is a it is a snore fest, but you know, more developed CIS players, they're gonna win. Because CIS region's probably the strongest at the moment. Talk about yeah, I think that. I think hey probably... guys, uh, hey guys, remember the last time Edward came up with a new project? Whoa, this. <laughs> when was that? Like literally, like mid 2020. You want to know how many result, how much exactly. impact they had on the wider scene? <laughs> Why do you think you haven't heard about Resident it? Sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I think so Bondic is a fine player. By the way, I think Bondic actually has a chance to still play tier two. Man, that's a I lot. think in general, that's, that's it. In a while, <laughs> that's it. Listen, I think in general they're just going to be like a pretty solid sort of middling tier two team. Like, yeah. do I think we're going to see like a, a spirit level performance? No. Probably not. Pinnacle Cup Swiss 
right there. <laughs> but but it's just like you you have to. I think I can appreciate like the idea. Like I always appreciate older guard going in with newer guard, and that's like yeah. the idea of the project in the first place. So I don't know. I can appreciate that from like a development standpoint. Maybe they maybe Hold they on, even fall an academy. I actually have a team. question. Is this the same isk that? This is isk from the UK scene. This is isk from the UK scene. Yeah. Maybe I fell asleep a little too early. This guy is actually really good. Yeah. I've never heard Foster's, of him. Foster's pretty sick as well. So Isk, He was... Yeah, Sorry. so as far as I know, Isk only like fell out from his UK team into the breach um, uh -huh. because of circumstances surrounding like his residency in Ukraine and like trying I to see. sort out. Um, you know, getting the, the hours in was a little difficult during that period, and I think that's why things kind of fell off. Um, but really talented player. Almost consistently at the top like mm -hmm. a great opera um he did have a little bit of a toxicity problem once upon a time but i think he's very much broken that stereotype like he is he's a good like he seems to be a good teammate like from from all optics pointing in so like i think there were always like a like is with isk they were itb were a decent at least contender team i don't think they were i mean they were middling tier two he was a good player I mean, he's gonna have to do some carrying. I think Fostar is a decent, is decent as well. I mean, it's a lot of decent players. Yeah. I think Bondic is gonna have to have like some sort of renaissance moment. Um, and I, I don't have faith in Edward from when I saw him competing in. Well, Edward's well, thirty-four. Like, Holy smokes. Yeah, he was like competing yeah. in like mid twenty twenty, like twenty early twenty twenty-one. I remember Selecta in twenty twenty. Um, that team did nothing uh he's he's tried to like you know cpr a couple lineups together and uh, i i don't have much faith so i mean i don't have faith in edward's individual ability at the moment and bondic's gonna need to it, it's basically gonna revolve around bondic having you know solid performance i don't think this team can just match up to you know what's at the top of tier two right now i mean you've got to put some respect on the name edward though like this guy's been playing counter-strike for 20 years <sighs> i do i do respect I, that man, i respect I the same damn thing about glaive earlier come on bro no i mean you have to look at history and appreciate what they are like yeah. at the very least like understanding the position well, this is the thing, like, these, these older guard players are going to understand what it's like to be the guys that they're playing with as well. Like, yeah. he, is, he is going to appreciate the sort of feelings that they have when they're on the stage, when they're training, some of the tendencies that they'll develop as, as people or as, as professionals. So, like, not only does he know what it's like to be at the top, he also now knows what it's like to kind of grind out from the bottom. And this is another way in which they can do that. So, like... In the same way that I like, I look at the LDLC roster, and I'll probably see it on HLTV every now and again. You know, maybe just check in on them every every other month and just see how they're doing. You know, it's it's one of those teams that's like you've, they they planted the seed. They just they just need to water it a little bit, and maybe they grow into a little bit of a stub. But at the very least, you know that they've grown into something new. Maybe. I mean, he's I doing mean, something. Didn't get right, do the same thing. Sorry. Didn't get right. Do like the same thing. Do what? Like well, where he made a new roster, him and Forrest and all them. Well, wait, well that was Dignitas dig? buying yeah. the rem remnants of uh, NIP. Mm -hmm. I feel like it killed a little bit of his legacy. Like uh, of him just continuing to try to keep grinding it out, keep making rosters. I think most people. I think. I don't think, I think most people just forget. Yeah, yeah, no exactly one remembers right? it. I don't I just remember like, the eighty-seven zero. Yeah, 
I mean, and and you know how Get Right's a legendary player and all. I don't yeah. think they remembered even his time on Dignitas. Like, true. Even even that his time on Dignitas is like pretty short. I think it lasted maybe you know six months. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't even like I, I don't I, I don't even account that into his legacy when I think of Get Right. Like I think of you know everything different. So it's it's so difficult as well to like appeal to people that are coming into our game for the first time because. From an optics point of view, like if you came in when they were doing that Dignitas project, that's all you would know Get Right as, unless you were told about it in advance or like True. it was brought up consistently. Whereas a lot of the the older guard or people that have done their homework or have just been in the scene for for a decent amount of time appreciate what is what was there once upon a time. You know, like they, there's there's a legacy that has been left. Yeah. So just making like, sure that everybody appreciates where even Edward is coming from. So, you know. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. It, dude, he's given it is, you know, he's making an impact on the scene as well, bringing up the, the newer players. Like, they might not do well, I'll tell you that. But who knows? Maybe in three years, we'll see Isk at the top of, you know, CIS Counter-Strike. So you never know when, you know, Simple for Tires to go ahead and become a full-time streamer. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, the last bit of news we have is, it happened like yesterday, I believe. It's more EG news, yeah, more NA, with uh, the rumor that Cirque is going to get replaced. Was it Cirque? Yeah, Cirque. Like they're- I assume you're going to pull up the tweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah there is yeah. too. What the hell, yeah. You know I, mean? I don't know what the hell Kadeen is seeing. We, I, I feel like Cirque has been given chance after chance recently, and he just hasn't delivered. I don't know if this is true or not. Cause I don't know. It's all rumor. It's like quote unquote. This is a rumor. Yeah, he came out of nowhere with this random tweet, even though like no news has come out of it so far. I, yeah, I think what's more than likely is that they've like they've had a dejected performance. They've had a talk, and Kadian has put this out to like you know uh-huh. reaffirm what he's had in his conversation. Like I feel like he's just trying to be a good friend here. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the case. I don't think this is like a leak or anything. Yeah. I think realistically, like people have been kind of shitting on Cirque for, for yeah, a decent amount fair. of time. Yes. Um, like ever since COVID hit, it's just like he hasn't been the same person at all. So I, you know, you don't, you never know what the circumstances are like. He's a pretty reserved guy. Doesn't like, do a lot of public facing interviews. Doesn't really, I think, talk about his circumstances uh, too much aside from like what happens in the server. But you know, I, I, I've, we've seen the heights, and I think that's what where this angle is coming from. Like. I think Cirque has more to give, but I also feel like a change of scenery would probably be good for him. I could see that. But, like, right now, at, at, at what it is, bare bones, like, he's not performing. He's yeah, not. I agree. And I feel like that's been the story for so long. Like, years now. Obviously, as you said, he's been different since COVID. But, mm. like, every time he's on land, I mean, he's got the occasional performances. Like, he's got the occasional moments. But when you look at EG as a unit, like, that roster needs something. Like, when I look at EG, I see, like, you've got Automatic, who's coming back from Valorant. You've got Rush, who's a role player. You've got Breezy, who's, I'd say, a dance in between. you got Stewie, who hasn't been performing, and you've got Cirque, who hasn't been performing. Like, who is supposed to be the star on that roster? Like, who is supposed to be delivering? And you, you yeah. like, you're, you're supposed to point to Cirque. Like, you're supposed to use your offer as that alibi, as that fallback. Like, oh, he's giving us numbers. Hold alone! Not. So it's like, I think that's another reason why you just see him getting all of the shit. Because, I mean, at basic points, like, what you what you know about a roster is our opera does, th- like, our opera does this. He's really good. He performs. And Cirque doesn't. And 
when you've got everybody to point the finger at, I feel like most of them are going to go to Cirque just for that reason. Yeah, I think you're right off that. Like, Cirque, I think, you know, the team is just not filled. The, you know, everyone knows the drama of Stewie and all that stuff. I don't want to bring that, I don't want to bring that into effect. But if they do roster changes, like the rumor was like uh, Hooksy or Nealon and, and Valde, like, let's say they get Hooksy and Valde over for Rush and Stewie. It, if that can make a resurgence for Cirque, like, oh, shit, we got new, new pieces, they actually, he might start performing better. I thought Hooksy was packaging himself with Zyphon. Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying, for example. I'm saying, for example. Okay. Like, hey, him, listen, yeah. man. Eventually, money speaks, you know? Like, yeah. True. Like, hey, we're going to stick through it. Oh, you didn't get that offer? Oh, <laughs> oh uh, well, I already said yes. You know, Roy was like, uh, we're going to Fnatic. See you guys. Yeah, just like, see you guys later. Um, like, like, if like a new, a little like change, a change of some players in EG, like I can kind of see Cirque getting back, like getting resurgence, like a new lineup, new changes, it can click. Yeah, you know? I see what you're saying, but for the past yeah. three years, that's the word for Cirque, like. Yeah, any, any like that's like the analysis when like casters Chance. when the casters <laughs> and the an analysts talk about EG like oh Cirque has so much potential Breeze has so much potential when are we gonna see it if if they play to their levels we're gonna see EG back that's like the storyline for EG for like the past three Wait, years. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna state my cousin on here of his hot take. He says Breeze has never been the same since the SG nerf, and from from what I've seen, I think yeah, it's that's kind of true. Gary, <laughs> no, I, I don't. Th I, I think that's that's not. He was I think it's SG player. I think he literally player. won his 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 event outside of the SG map. Meta. Like he he won IEM. What what was it? I, something Shanghai or something. Or By the way, whatever happened to Oba? Yeah, they, they went. Oh yeah, I know. I, I was actually thinking that this broadcast. That man uh, is Obo has off. some uh, mental health issues. I think somebody told me. Oh, yep. I loved him. Yeah. yeah, as much as I w will say, like, oh, hey, I think Cirque has more to give, he is also in, like, the position that you, like, have to get, like, a 1.1 rating on. Like, you, at a minimum. Like, we are spoiled for really good orpers. Mm -hmm. What's up? What's his rating now? Just like, 0. 0.96, I think I just checked. Yeah, 0. 0.97. Wow. And yeah. this is He's, against NA teams, mind you. Like, he is, he is in a position of heavy scrutiny. Because we have so many talented orpers that exist in current game CS. So, unfortunately for him, like, as much as I do think, like, he, he does deserve chances, I just don't think competing, like, if the objective is to be competing at the top end, like, you don't want Cirque. Like, I think Cirque mm -hmm. needs to grind back again. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe he's I'll, just, I'll, like, I would argue the same with Breeze. Much? I would argue the same with Breeze. I feel like Breeze has more of a, like, a leniency, though. Because as you said, like we're spoiled for top offers, mm -hmm. where Breeze doesn't necessarily have to stare down that. I, I think I was... the big difficulty for for Cirque would be like if you wanted to go back to like the Bulgarian scene, like the most competitive team is like Fiend, and their opera is fine. So, <laughs> like, where would you? I you'd have to build something new, and that and would you takes even time. Him? Yeah. Wait, Fiend? Do you mean Skate? I swear but, it's Fiend. There's two Bulgarian there's two. rosters, right? Skate and somebody else. I can't remember. Unless they broke up. Fiend. Fiend is banned, somebody said in chat. Fiend, oh, Fiend, yeah. is, Fiend is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fiend dead, is dead. dead. Fiend is long dead. Uh, and like they, and then Skade, Skade reassembled Skade. them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. There's a really small one called Kick. But really and wasn't Harn the Ulper? 
Uh, yeah, where actually Harn was signed. Oh, wait, Harn, Harn just got signed to some team. I forgot. He got signed to Enterprise, um, who are competing in uh, a bunch of challenger, uh, challenger league, basically. Yeah, he's an Enterprise. Yeah, uh, he's a talented opera, so good luck to that guy. But what I will say is, what is it with NA and just like turning players into husks, man? <laughs> like, like, Cirque. It, like he's actually just a shell of his former self. Junior, just a shell of his former self. Fang, uh, I'm not sure how many of people watched him when he was in NA, but that man is a shell of his former self. Um, Honestly, if you want to change your pace, why don't you swap out uh, Junior and and Cirque? No, no. Wait, no. swap him on. Sorry, yeah. both teams. Swap no. lineups. Yeah. No, 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 I, can, no, I can only handle no. so many of your bad takes, bro. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll keep he's, it real. I don't think teammate. Junior was that great in the first place. I, I, I gave, I gave Junior a lot of leeway. I just, just seeing him make the same mistakes is like left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he'll like, I'm sure he works hard. Well, okay, maybe I'm not, but. I know as a as a professional, like he has the the capability to do it, but it feels like there's like a either it's a work a ethic thing or it's it's something to do with the pressure of of game environments. But something is missing, man. Like he he goes from like shitting on people in like a mixed team to then going into a bit more structure, and he now he's shitting the bed instead. It's so it's 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 heartbreaking because it felt like he had the capacity to do it. Mm. Where OC just overtook him immediately because he didn't make those same mistakes. Like he was a bit more of like a a systems based opera. He was a bit more methodical with his with his He's thought a JT process. Offer. Like, yeah, it just it felt like it made more sense. Whereas Junior was like a little bit more unpredictable. Like I get that that's his play style, but there has to be something like that gives. You know, you In can't patience? let your ego dictate everything. I think we not all... even that. Uh, go ahead, continue, continue. I mean, I think of. I mean, I think we're kind of delving into like the Junior question uh, as well as like insert. And I think the the biggest thing is it's not even like Junior's in bad positions or he's being misutilized. There's just straight up just, you know, pound for pound, not fragging and like just missing shots that and like an opera at his level needs to be hitting. It's yeah. it feels like a Farley moment as well. Like they're what is it with all these operas that are just shelled of their former selves? I remember we were talking about Farley earlier earlier on in this podcast, but I think I remember when Farley was on Copenhagen Flames. I, I, in my opinion, a much looser team back in early twenty, early to mid twenty twenty. He was annihilating fools. He was just running around the map and having a field day. That was Junior on Triumph. That was, uh, if we want to harken back to, to that time, maybe just some operas don't work well under systems when they have to be micromanaged and all that. Maybe they just want to work on their own and you know do it up in the. That that brings up a quote from Junior, but up in the way that you know the opera thinks they are, they need to be. You know, what if, have you ever heard the take that, like, not, like, operas nowadays are just flashy? Maybe. I think, what, that, I mean, I could see that being Junior's problem. Like, it, especially when it comes to, like, the lower tiers of NA. And again, I don't mean to shit on my own region, but it's like, it's going to be a lot easier to make those star plays. Like, especially when you're talented, like Junior is and was. So, when you go under a system, you're going to be placed in spots to have more and easier success. And there's a lot of operas that just struggle doing that. Like, I feel like we're at a vacancy for, well, well, he says we're spoiled with operas. At the same time, I think we're at a vacancy of consistent operas that can hit those easy shots, that can deliver on a kills that they are positioned to get. Well, and the one guy who was a consistent opera, his name is 
Josh Ohm, aka OC, and he's been signed to Team Liquid. So there's, I mean, they, we got maybe, one. Maybe it's a Mon maybe it's Montu's time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Um, before uh, before we close it off, a couple questions for you guys. Oh, uh, like any uh, since the player breaks happening, what events you guys will be working on? You can start from Yumi. I'm, my calendar is pretty open as far as I know. Maybe doing some ESL Challenger League. I'm still a little unsure. Kind of in a, a bit of a shift between what roles I do. Like, I want to do desk work, but I also try, I'm trying to like work with more people. So it's a it's a bit up in the air for me. It's player breaks all all gonna be good. And uh, do you do Valorant at all? Do you like Valorant? <laughs> no, stop stop no. asking why, everyone why, if they do why, Valorant. Why, why? But you do, right, bye? <laughs> yeah, I do. Say, yeah, hold up, hold up. I do. Okay. What the hell are you I'm talking about for? I'm asking you, me here. Do you like cast Valorant and shit like that? I have casted it once. I did enjoy my time, but I casted it in the early stages of the game. I think mm -hmm. as updates keep coming out, as new agents come out, I don't think Riot are going to engage in the right philosophy to make the esports successful. That's Ooh. what I believe too. I feel that, like gives, that gets yeah. one thumbs up from the Fi. All right, An Anthrin. Yo. Like, what event? No, no, I'm not going to ask the Valerie I know your take on that. Don't no, worry no, no, no. I'm going to start our little section off with a question for you. No, Can no. you spin your microphone 180 degrees? I will do that after. <laughs> now you're quiet. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like Kadian. Remember how Kadian played with uh, his headphones yeah. backwards or something? No. Backwards? No. Yeah. His yeah. in-ears in -ears yeah. backwards. Yeah. Let me talk with my microphone backwards. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's no. go yeah, yeah, guys. But, uh, Here, okay. so I'm, inter I'm going to interview you. Look at this. Right yeah, look, at, look at what the stream looks like. <laughs> right ahead. Oh, but what events are you going to be doing? Other than a couple that are coming up. Actually, no, I think I already did what I have. My calendar's completely open. Again, like, that's usually the life of a caster in the offseason, I feel. Yeah. And I know your take on Valorant, so don't worry about that. Yeah, no. The other game I play is Smash, which is Pog. Dude, you'd be a banger Smash caster. Hell no, I wouldn't. I hopped on the mic before. Let me tell you, I have never lived that shit down. First time I hopped on really? the mic, I said, a nice F-Smash from Joker here. Guess what? The guy playing Joker, that's not F-Smash. That's Dash Attack. I ain't lived that shit down yet. Oh. All right. Look, it's all about the bounce back. Anyways, um, from my end, uh, what I'm doing during a player break, um, I am fragging with Frag and Elfia for a good chunk of it. Um, I don't know what necessarily is going to be happening, but that, that is expectation. Um, what else? I mean, I'm pretty open. I'm in a like a limbo where I'm trying to do more content here on CS out here. Specifically. I'm more more or less a weekly, weekly guest. I'm not even like a guest at this rate. <laughs> Fine. I'm bro, bringing my. Gotta bring that mic back. In. I'm bringing back. I'm bringing. I'm bringing this one back. Okay, but I'm more or less mm -hmm. like a weekly guest here. Uh, I'm I'm doing Fragadelphia stuff. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of Nerd Street's uh, Valorant, Valorant Championship, or yeah, summer, some summer championships um, that they're running. Uh, but mostly for myself, I have a pretty op wide open schedule. Come, you know, into the player break and after the player break, I'm starting a little bit of a podcast with uh, Dat Paladin that actually airs tomorrow. Um, if Whoa, that is the promo. Is it live? Is it Sorry, live? no, 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 we love Paladin here. Is it live? Yeah. Uh yeah, it will be live at okay, cool, five. Cool. Uh, at sorry, excuse me, seven central. So, All right. hey, same time as this one. We'll check it out. 
Uh, when you say you cast Valorant, like Yumi was saying earlier, like you have to like be caught up with like all their updates. Like, do you of play, course, do you play the game then. Uh, I play, yeah, I play both games. Okay. Um, uh, on the on the side, like I don't play like one game religiously over the other or yeah. anything. Like I sometimes, you know, I dabble in Valorant. Um, and you know, I I spend a day playing Valorant. I spend a day playing CS. Mm. I I. But I will tell you, I will tell you this, I 100% enjoy watching CS far more oh, yeah. than watching, watching Valorant. It's, yeah, uh, I tried watching Valorant, like, uh, official match, and it's just like, there's so much going on. There's just... The theory crafting in that game is marvelous. Like, yeah, can, I know. You, there, can you can nerd so much. I know. You can nerd out about the game so much. And so I think some talent uh -huh. knocked that out of the park. Uh, shout outs to at a evil cat. Um, but, you know, so you can nerd out about that game so much, but at the same time, you know, play-by-play -play segments, it, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to find the narrative uh, and to get incredibly excited about one thing over the other. Um, you know, comparatively, you know, to like... Uh, remember, if you everyone has seen the twist 4K, or, four, or excuse me, 3K from the mini drop, basically, that just yeah. happened today. Like, everyone in the crowd knows what an impactful kill, you know, looks like, right? Um... And when they see him drop, everyone in the crowd erupts when they when he finds the first, and then drops in a mini, and then the whole site's open, and the crowd realizes that it's it's game over, right? It feels like it's so difficult to follow that in Valorant. So um, that's why I just feel like it's a better CS is far better viewing experience. But anyways, long tangent over. That's what I'm doing during the player break. I got one more question for you. You recently tweeted, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that yeah, you're going full-time in esports like are you like backing out of school like tell us more about that so oh yeah so i'm not backing out of school okay. uh education is is important uh -huh. um but i did get accepted to uh uci a pretty uh irvine cal university of california irvine and at least thank you uh but i've i deny their offer um and the reason being um is because i'd have to move i'd be grounded in essence i'd have to you know, find an apartment complex close to, um, close to Irvine. Admittedly, I mean, sure, it's an hour drive away. It's close, still close to home, but I can't travel, um, nor can I cast out of a dorm because, you know, noise complaints, um, schedule would be ruined. And, you know, in, in esports, I'm telling Anthran and Yumi know this, you have to have the most open schedule you possibly can. You have mm -hmm. to, you have to take what you can get. Yeah. Um, so for myself, um, I had a different offer, um, and that is at Arizona State University's Honors College, where I accepted their offer and transitioned into online college. So I'm still pursuing a bachelor's degree okay. um, in uh, mass communications and media studies, but um, at a different school in a more flexible schedule. So yeah, I mean, I, and I do intend to pursue commentary full-time. Awesome, man. Congrats. Thanks. What's funny is that uh, when you say uh, casters, you three have to open a uh, schedule is like, I'll be waking up at like 7 a.m. and I turn on my Twitch and like random, like, you know, tier three game. I see like, yeah. Anthran or you, me, or one of you guys like casting. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter like what time, you know, you guys will like, you, you guys we'll take, do it. take the gig, right? Yeah, I'm to say so. I love I love doing Asia region. Yeah. I love doing South America. You know, yeah. like those respect, are not respect, where I live. You know. <laughs> so do you guys, you guys, the sleep schedule get messed up then? Oh, heavy. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. There's sometimes where you know you spend a week waking up at like <laughs> three four a.m. It's yep. uh, it's you know it. I won't say it's like enjoyable, 
but it's not it's not like unbearable. We enjoy doing what we do. Yeah, it's sick. I think so. uh, that's all the questions I had. Um, any last comments from you all? No, this was a fun. I uh, like. I think during the first part of the podcast, I was kind of like, you know, out of it a little bit, but I think you we all warmed up. It. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. I was, I, 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 I was casting earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I got a little energized. I started talking about news. I had opinions and all you that good stuff. So. hot takes that got you. In yeah, I had. And then and that, that, that broke me out of my slumber. Yeah. So insert funny one liner here. Yeah. We had a long one. We had a long one. It's good. Yeah. Right, boys, uh, before we close out, we know that, uh, Fi, you got to close this up. Uh, I'm not going to make this one too long, but thank you guys for watching for wherever you are. It's a whole two and a half hour podcast. So if you if you got to the end, shout outs to that and shout outs to all the guests who showed up on the show. Bob's uh, who isn't here at the moment, but Anthony and Yumi for providing, you know, some awful hot takes and some great insight. So uh, greatly appreciated for them joining uh, us on the show. So with that in mind, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been CS Out Here podcast number six, and we'll see you guys for number seven. Peace.